You doubt that there's necromancy spells in giraffe porno magazines? That people would send in necromancy spells like recipes? And that the giraffe porno magazine would just print them? Well, to that I ask, have you ever seen a giraffe porno magazine? Let alone read one? Hello and welcome to The Conversation. I'm Heil Russell. Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to introduce me. It's Steve from Off of Rare Gamer. Steve, at this time of year, I'm so tired, <laughs> all right? I, I don't have the energy to introduce my co-host anymore. They got to do it themselves if yep. I'm going to make it through an entire podcast. Because, you know, if I spend the time to say, and with me on this episode, <laughs> he works for Rare Gamer, which is known for their top five list. Now... And then I keep going, and I keep going, and I hmm. and then I have to explain it even more. And now I'm explaining that I would have to explain <laughs> it, even though I said I wasn't going to do it. And, and now I've exerted all the energy that was going to go into the Dracor, and I, I've, all this really arcane dinosaur planet knowledge from the turn of the century. Yeah, I'm old. It, it's It's falling out of my head, Steve. Hard I enough. I can only apologize, Kyle. <laughs> it's hard enough to kind of keep track of what Saberman Stampede turned into, and don't even get me started on the several iterations of Banjo Pilot. I mean, I, I could sit here and talk to you about the voxel version all night long, Steve, but it, it's precarious how much information is in my brain and how close I am to losing some of it because you know it gets dusty it gets dusty in there especially when you know a lot of the stuff isn't really common knowledge anymore is it this this era of rare aside from you know your banjo kazooies and your the stuff that was released the stuff that people played the stuff that's still getting re-released today that, that stuff's out there everybody knows about that stuff but it, it's this kind of hidden layers of the so-called golden age of rare which i don't really like to call it the golden age you know because that that does a disservice to what they're doing now or what they did before but you know what i mean so where am i going with this i don't know steve from rare <laughs> gamer for, everyone hoping for a dinosaur planet segment somewhere you know just to segue us into it because i'm sure everybody listening you know but yes. we're getting there we're getting there <laughs> So, if you can't tell from my beleaguered, shaky voice, it is the holiday season, and I hope everyone is having a safe, happy holiday, no matter what you celebrate or don't celebrate. Um, respect to you if you just shut yourself in and and <laughs> ride it out, but I wanted to, well, you wanted to, Steve, you, you approached me, but I, <laughs> I, I thought it was a good idea that we come back around to where the conversation season nine began uh we the season of this uh conversation launched in march of this year and we discussed the dinosaur planet leak that was leaked from forest of illusion um in february of this year and it, it was the most comprehensive leak of dinosaur planet thus far it kind of shed some light on some things. It was a build that was kind of in between when they were starting to implement the Star Fox stuff, but it was still fundamentally Dinosaur Planet. 
And Cameron and I did an episode about it to kick off the season. And now as the season is starting to wind down, we've got a little bit left in the tank, but it's starting to wind down. I thought it a good idea, as he suggested to me, that we go back around because apparently a whole bunch of other stuff has come out in the year. And this is, it, it shows like, where I'm plugged in versus maybe where you're plugged in because I wasn't aware that there was anything more. I was like, story done, move on. And there's, there's been quite a a bit of discoveries going on from a lot of really clever programmers, a lot of really clever, um, we call them hackers, you know, the data miners, all that. And uh, wow. I mean, this thing has been blown wide open and it's bigger than either of us have probably ever expected dinosaur planet to ever have been. So meanwhile, I've just been focused on Donkey Kong leaks and (laughs) games and movies and theme parks and yep. So, I can't do it all, Steve. I can't do it all. <laughs> but, uh, that I mean, that's why it's good that there's more than just DK Vine, af- the aforementioned Rare Gamer. Uh, Steve, why don't you tell us about Rare Gamer? What does Rare Gamer do that DK Vine don't? Um, we're not crazy. Is the- <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so, we cover just exclusively Rare stuff. As long as it came out of Toy Cross, we will cover it. Whereas Donkey Kong, uh, or I was going to say DKU, DK Vine is very particular about what they cover because it's more about lore in the DKU. It's more about how yeah. does Diddy Kong Racing spin off to Banjo, which spins off to Grab by the Ghoulies. And that's the link that you guys take. Whereas Rare Gamer is just, if it came out of Rare, we cover it here. You know, like that's, yeah. that's all we do. So that's the difference between our sites. You're crazy and I'm a little less crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's accurate. I would yeah. say that's accurate. I, I, I would define myself as esoterically weird. Mm-hmm. But crazy is good too. Yep. Uh, not, not very clinical. No, it's definitely more but... quirky. Less of a padded room and more of <laughs> you know a straight jacket on the side. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I think what DK Vine does is, I mean, ostensibly we wear ourselves uh, the the cloak of a Donkey Kong site, and that brings people in the door. And mm-hmm. then we're just like, let me talk to you about Connect Sports season two. And then by <laughs> that point, we've changed we, we've changed the lock, and they can't get out. And, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's different different avenues. But we kind of <laughs> lead towards the same thing eventually. I mean, we, we, we both cover about, I would say, 70% of the same material, same games. I, of course, have to cover everything Donkey Kong and Friends appear in and everything Royston appears in. And you just keep the focus on Rare. But, exactly. <laughs> but between you at Rare Gamer and... Amir and Marky, Rare Thief, and everyone here at DK Vine. You know, I think we've got everything basically covered. So it's it's a it's a good um, kind of spread. I think yeah, it's a good potpourri of of different rare knowledge kind of coming together. And we have crossovers like this, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. The the way the community is kind of uh, in in harmony right now. It's not like when we were starting out and. RareNet was the big rare fan site, and we were just like, we need to tear down this institution, <laughs> man. Because yeah. I, I, no, I have no issues with RareNet now, of course, but as uh, a kid, I was like, I want to topple the man, and RareNet <laughs> was the man. <laughs> I don't even know what happened to, to, to the, the RareNet guys, but um, yeah, it's 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 like we 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 all have our niche, and mm-hmm. so that that's cool, and. 
you know, so be sure to follow Steve and friends at uh, Rare Gamer. They're on Twitter. And uh, be sure to follow DK Vine on Twitter. And all, you know, visit our respective sites, bookmark us. And if you forget one, uh, we do link to the other. Each of our sites links to the other. So it, it's, it's all good fun. It's the beauty of affiliates. <laughs> <laughs> affiliates. That's, that's, you're old. That's an old <laughs> term. You know, nobody, nobody uses the, the affiliates branding anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the social media savvy guru or whatever kind of nomenclature you want to use there instead. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, also, don't forget, uh, do you have a Patreon, Steve? I do not, Heil, because only one of us is making money from this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, and that makes me crazy. <laughs> well, you probably have a day job where uh, I scrounge to make ends meet, but... I'm an art student. I know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, Donkey Kong journalist. That's what I'll be. Uh, <laughs> if nobody else does it, surely all the money will come to me. <laughs> Let me explain to you what niche funding is, sir. <laughs> Uh, no, support TK Vine <laughs> on Patreon, if you don't mind me saying, Steve. Not you. You don't have to no, do it, Steve. No. I'm just saying, broadly, uh, <laughs> DK Vine, I mean, we that's how we stay afloat. We we have stayed afloat with the Patreon f- since we launched the Patreon. There would not be a DK Vine today if it wasn't for the Patreon. So it really does make all the difference between us not existing and us being here right now. So thank you very much to all of our mm-hmm. loyal patrons, or if you've been a patron in the past, or if you're thinking of doing it in the future. But one of the perks of being a DK Vine patron is at the $5 and up tier, you can listen in on the conversation live as we record it. Most episodes, if, if it's a special episode, like if we get Kev Bayless and David Wise in here, we won't subject them to the, you know, without a safety net, <laughs> podcasting that doing a a live recording kind of uh, forces you into but yeah most episodes we do live stream to our patrons and uh yeah just want to give a shout out right now plastasm hello thanks for listening and our uh, our good friend and part of the Idaho crew, Dustin, is in there. And Dustin says, can I just say it's really great having a podcast that talks about rare stuff. It's my number one favorite thing. And I put on this podcast when I'm working on making stuff. It helps listening to people talk about my favorite stuff. I think it's one of the verses in that uh, Sound of Music song that they've reappropriated as a Christmas song. Uh, when they say uh, talking about rare stuff is one of my favorite things (laughs) right after the the something about presents they mentioned presents once and they're like bam that's a that's a christmas song (laughs) fuck you fuck you it's not not very idol wise is it (laughs) no (laughs) all right steve let's circle back around to dinosaur planet before it was known as saria Right. Which, was, which was even it was just a post rare retcon, uh, mm-hmm. even. Uh, but yeah, th- this this is before it was part of the Lilat system. Yep. This is part. It is before as part of the the shared universe of Star Fox at all. Although it was still kind of a Diddy Kong Racing spinoff. Mm-hmm. The long, complicated history of Dinosaur Planet. Mmm, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is when it was known as Animus, being An- where Saber hailed from. Animus, yeah. So, a, a, yeah, not not from um, Corneria. Animus. Um, mm-hmm. 
So we should probably briefly recap what came out in February from the Forest of Illusion leak that we already discussed on the season premiere of this year of the conversation before we get into the new stuff that was uncovered the past uh, 10 months. Yeah. No, it's a it's a good place to start. So for anybody unaware, uh, Forest of Illusion, their Twitter channel, they came out with a Swedish version. Uh, well, it wasn't a Swedish version. It was from Sweden of a dinosaur planet build from December 1st of 2000. And when they came out with that, uh, people immediately glommed on, jumped onto it so much so that it overloaded their servers and they had to host it on archive.org, which is where it still lives. Um, and people downloaded the game and through emulation, uh, through various means, they could get part way into Dinosaur Planet before everything fell out from under them. And before everyone just tacked that up to, hey, it's a prototype. It's not a finished game. This is kind of what we expect. And a lot of attention then turned away from it. It was more of a novelty at that time to just mm-hmm. see it. Oh, we're playing it. Look, Fox is in here instead of Saber. That's cool. And then interest dropped off. But a very loyal um, following, and I, I really want to plug them here because this this really couldn't be done without them. Um, it's the Dinosaur Planet Discord, uh, specifically the Dinosaur Planet Community Discord and the Dinosaur Planet uh, Finders Club Discord made this all possible. And there's actually a website they've built together uh, called Dinosaur Plan Net. And the way that that works is you say uh, D-I-N-O-S-A-U-R-P-L-A.net. So very clever little URL there. And uh, they've basically hosted a wiki there, things that you can uh, check out, how to play the game, uh, cheats that you'll need to progress, hint, hint, and uh, a lot of different stuff there. And they've actually got a map. I don't know, Heil, if you've had a chance to check this out uh, when I sent it through Twitter last, but if you go to Dinosaur Planet, same way as I described it before, and then you put backslash map, you can actually view a map that some genius in the Discord has used to basically, he's ripped all of the models and he stitched them together as they load in the game. And using your computer, uh, you can press and hold the right mouse button and then use the WASD key. So you press W to go forward, S to go back, A to go left, D to go right, and then you can use your scroll wheel to change your rate of speed. And you can actually tour around the entirety of all the maps that are currently available in the Dinosaur Planet ROM. Um, just free like you're just you know bird's eye view of it it's really interesting i i don't know how have you got a chance to to see that briefly briefly but it's i don't know it always feels like i'm breaking and entering when i do that it feels like i'm <laughs> loitering on somebody else's property okay. it, it, it's this weird feeling like i'm not supposed to be here <laughs> uh, and it's different when it's like a 3d map like dkc atlas there are mm-hmm. there are maps of the 2d Donkey Kong Country stages. That's fine. I yep. feel like I'm just, you know, peeking through somebody's window. But, <laughs> you know, which is still unethical. But yeah. it's there's a, there's degrees of mm. legality here where if, if you're a peeping Tom, shame on you. But if you're walking around somebody's bedroom, then, yeah, then you've crossed some serious boundaries. Right. No, it's it's good <laughs> that you're you're drawing the line at peeping through windows totally cool. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's cool, but I'm saying you know, there's 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 two shady folk and right. one of them is peeping through your window and one of them's sleeping in your bed. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have a more of a problem with the person in your bed. You're like, you know what, I'll deal with the window person in the morning. I can at least shut the blinds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So yeah, so there's there's the map there. 
Um, we also have Amir to thank, uh, of course, from Rare Thief. Um, we, we both know Amir as, as mutual friends. And he actually provided a condensed storyline on his Dinosaur Planet page. Yeah. Uh, and then from that, we can really follow like a blueprint the uh, linear uh, narrative that Dinosaur Planet has in the game because they used that as they were creating it. They did take some turns. There is some twists throughout, and we will get to that as we go through the chronology of it. But that was extremely helpful in trying to get the true vision and the the kind of outline that they had at Rare back in the day when this game was first being developed because they did follow it very faithfully. Um, there is some areas where Dinosaur Planet veers off from it, and then that comes into Star Fox Adventures. So it really is the missing link from uh, the condensed document, which is called the condensed storyline, to what we finally got in Star Fox Adventures. So yeah, definitely dinosaurplan.net, uh, however you want to say that phonetically. Um, the discords that you can find on that website there, and Rare Thief as well. Um, ooh, we also have Ray's Musics, uh, who's a YouTube channel that is ripping all the Dinosaur Planet music. So if you want to view his channel, you can see all the, the songs that were never in the game. There are some that did make it over to Star Fox Adventures, but for the most part, all of the unique locations have their own unique music. And you can hear through all that. And of course, shameless plug here, I also have it hosted on my site. Uh, it's a much easier ULR rather than the Paul Makachek interview, which I think Kyle can agree was an absolute nightmare when I gave it through last time. But it's uh, raregamer.co.uk backslash games backslash dinosaur hyphen planet hyphen music. You put that in, you can get an entire listing of all the available tracks in Dinosaur Planet that we know of. There are still more on Ray's musics, but the ones that I've found that I can definitely put a location to, that's what you're going to be hearing on mine. So more content on his channel, but there's more chronology with mine currently right now. So you can use the two of those to kind of see how they play with each other. And of course, before we really get into the weeds here, I, I do want to explain to, you know, because every episode of the conversation is somebody's first. Somebody mm -hmm. might have discovered, hey, there's a Donkey Kong podcast. <laughs> and then they're like, wait, why are they talking, why, why are they talking about early versions of Star Fox Adventures? I thought this was a Donkey Kong podcast. Yeah, I right. get the vague rare connection, but like they just got done saying they, they only cover things that are DKU. Why is Dinosaur Planet DKU? Well. <laughs> a tricky bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically Dinosaur Planet um started life um and and this this predates the version we're talking about, mm. the the version that's been dug through incessantly through 2021, but it started life as a proposed Timber the Tiger spin-off essentially. Um and the you know, it was basically the DKR team. It's like, hey, let's take Timber, who was going to be the lead of Pro Am 64 before Diddy took it over, and let's give him his own game. And that is where the Tricky connection comes in, where the the uh, a, the character of Tricky, who was a boss character in Diddy Kong Racing, was kind of reworked for this game, and. Through the subsequent iterations that it took from Timber evolving into Saber and from Saber becoming Fox McCloud and it becoming Star Fox Adventures, Tricky somehow persevered until the very <laughs> end and his name remained Tricky. And so DK Vine's view has always been, while it's the same Tricky as Diddy Kong Racing, Star Fox Adventures is a prequel. And I guess all of Star Fox is a prequel, but Star Fox Adventures 
Also, even though it was the last Rare game to release on a Nintendo console, not a Nintendo handheld, but a Nintendo console, uh, even though it was last, it sort of kicked off a loose trilogy of games that followed the storyline and continuity that kicked off with Star Fox Adventures, which is what DK Vine refers to as the Dinosaur Planet Trilogy, which is Star Fox Adventures, Star Fox Assault, Star Fox Command. Uh, All three feature the character of Crystal, and uh, the first two feature Tricky. Uh, Tricky is in Star Fox Assault. He's a little bit older. Kind of a middle ground between what we see in Adventures and what we see later in Diddy Kong Racing. Our view is that the games firmly establish, firmly establish, Steve, that Tricky post-Aperoid attack of Dinosaur Planet, a.k.a. Soria, Tricky uh, led an exodus of Earthwalkers and Cloud Runners off Dinosaur Planet to eventually settle on Earth in the Rare Archipelago. And that is why we have dinosaurs in places like Timbers Island, the Isle of Hags, and the Panther Kingdom. So, basically, your hypothesis that we're crazy... (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, I've, I've seen the same writing actually on a wall of a padded cell in feces. So that is good to know. But it holds up. <laughs> it, everything holds up. And, of course. And if you actually go into it with this knowledge, th- this idea, this notion that this character of Tricky started life as the Diddy Kong Racing Tricky, but... It was either always going to be some sort of prequel or it was going to be some sort of time travel adventure. I mean, time travel was originally, I think, the pitch for the Timber game. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so long story short, um, the spirit of Tricky remained the same, even if the world around him shifted. And it actually works quite lovely, lovingly uh, that... You can view Star Fox Adventures as a Diddy Kong racing prequel. And then even stuff later on, like Fox and Diddy Kong teaming up in the subspace emissary in um, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, it just feels poetic. It feels apropos. And anyway, that's why Star Fox Adventures is DKU, and that's why Dinosaur Planet uh, was going to be DKU before it was radically altered. And in fact... You know, DK Vine, we launched in 1999, so we were right there when Dinosaur Planet was rumored, was announced, and I said on the season premiere that it wasn't the area of Rare and the, like, upcoming releases that I was most invested in. I was not the staffer who was all about Dinosaur Planet. But I was excited for it all the same. Of course I was. But it's like, you know, if you if you were running an MCU website, right? There would be some properties you would be all about. Like, I can't wait for the new Doctor Strange movie. But then you might not be that into um, She-Hulk or, or you know, some, something else. But you're still excited for it because you're a fan and you want to be delighted. You want to be surprised. So that's, that's the way I felt about Dinosaur Planet. And the, the twists and turns along the way when it became a Star Fox game... Uh, after heavy rumors that it was being reworked into a Star Fox game, mind you, that w- proved to be a bit of an existential nightmare for some of the staff on DK Vine. Like, th- this game was like catnip 
to to the likes of Ozzy Ben Cosmina. And then the the idea that it wasn't going to be DKU after all, that it was going to be reworked into a Star Fox game. Oh, it it, it provided some dread. That it, it provided some dread. But then uh we we saw E3 2001 the fabled E3 2001 the uh, trailer that revealed yes it, it was a Star Fox game but Tricky was still in it so <laughs> anyway uh and it was like all your christmases would come at once <laughs> well that was also the E3 that gave us Donkey Kong Racing and Diddy Kong Pilot and Coconut Crackers and Banjo Kazooie Granny's Revenge <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that that was probably the best Christmas ever uh, in May. But yeah. also, before we get started, I just want to reiterate, I love Star Fox Adventures. I am a huge Star Fox Adventures apologist, and I really have never mourned Dinosaur Planet because I am... F- perfectly content with what we got with Star Fox Adventures, although I'm sure we will be getting into that closer towards the end. I wonder if you will change your mind by the end of this, because you know I was also a Star Fox uh, Adventures apologist until I saw all the potential of this one. And yeah, that's going to be it's going to be interesting as we go through this episode. You know what? I, I think it'll be a, a nice saucy chat. We'll have. <laughs> Absolutely. Get that wah-wah pedal going. So. <laughs> We have uh, some things I'm just going to tease because they don't really fall in the chronology of it, but they are amazing discoveries found by the team that will kind of wet your palate for what's in the future. So there are seven cut areas in Dinosaur Planet that never made it into Star Fox Adventures. And there are areas that are actually elaborated on in Dinosaur Planet that are cut back or scaled back in uh, Star Fox Adventures. But there are, in fact, seven areas that were planned, that were rendered, that were all good to go, and they decided, no, let's take them out of Star Fox Adventures. So there is that. Uh, It's 13 areas in Star Fox Adventures, 20 in Dinosaur Planet. So we'll get to tour those seven areas and figure out what that's all about. Um, Mm. For the Saber fans out there, Saber (laughs) is intact. We can play as Saber instead of Fox. (laughs) For the way the way you said it, for the saber fans out there, like it's Kyle. There, there are two very vocal saber fans out there. I'll have you know, he's very popular in the minority's minority. Uh, and and he's intact. Like, don't worry, he hasn't been dissected. Don't worry, he hasn't been run over by a car. Saber is intact. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, and also, uh, we had a user named Hugo that was able to go through the game's files, and he found some storyboard art. Um, It's mostly the Cloud uh, Runner Fortress stuff, but there's these basically pages of storyboards that were really compressed. I think they were about like 200 or 300 pixels by 300 pixels. And he ended up using some AI to blow them up and you can still read them. They're legible, but it's really interesting to see that kind of still in the game. Uh, They're also on the wiki if you want to visit that. Uh, listeners, because it's really cool seeing the progression of how they started this whole thing. So there's 92 of them, which is crazy. And then, of course, the, the Rare Thief condensed storyline matches up perfectly. So if you view that, and that's Heil and I are going to read, you'll see exactly how close it is. And there are some veering off, but it is interesting to see how the vision of Dinosaur Planet started from this document and how it really carried over into the final game. And of course, was scaled back into Star Fox Adventures. So there's some wet teases to kind of get your palate going. Mm, my palate is wetted. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, here's what we'll, we're going to start with, I guess, the charted territory. So if you were on the internet 
a couple, I guess it would have been last year, uh, around February 20th or so, and you very quickly downloaded Dinosaur Planet and played it illegally, you know, played through the leak, you would have gotten through Charted Territory, which take up the first two acts. One act belongs to Crystal, one act belongs to Saber. So we have the condensed storyline here. It's it's being hosted on my site. But Heil, do you want to read Crystal Act 1? Crystal Act One. Okay, so uh, and th- this this is you you th- th- you type this up or is this no? This is an official document from Rare. This is the developer like it's almost a pitch that they created for approval of Dinosaur Planet. Oh my so god! So this is a yes, exactly. Okay, all right. Crystal Act One. Through a heavy storm, Crystal rides the back of a soldier from the Cloud Runner tribe. They are flying through the air when, out of the dark, storm clouds around them appears. A f- wait, wait. They are flying through <laughs> the air when, out of the dark, storm clouds around them appears a flying galleon. All right, that poorly constructed, but whatever. Syntax. Uh, <laughs> yes. Blasting the cannons and landing on the galleon, Crystal is about to rescue the princess when a door bursts open and General Scales approaches her. He is the leader of the Sharp Claw Claw tribe and has waited for this opportunity to take control of Dinosaur Planet for many years. Crystal attempts to get to the princess, but Scales knocks her to the ground. But whilst he stands there gloating, lightning strikes, throwing him off the side of the galleon. Two exclamation marks, because it's not just exciting, (laughs) it's doubly exciting. It's double dash level excitement folks after defeating scales and rescuing princess kite the galleon docks at warlock mountain crystal heads off to find randorn she finds him in ill health he mumbles something about this is not scales doing there is someone else he's very afraid <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know this is just a pitch, right? But mm. just the just the perfunctory. He's very afraid. Yeah. Let me chuckle. Uh, Randorn then tells her about a race called the Krizoa, who ruled the universe millions of years ago. During a great battle, they were destroyed, and from this destruction arose the great Chimera Dragon, the god of the dinosaurs. This is sounding like Scientology now. (laughs) The dragon had created the dinosaurs, and since that day, life had been good. Oh, yeah. But recently, the King Earthwalker was beginning to suspect that the ancient texts were hiding something. Maybe the history of the planet was wrong. He gives her his spell book and tells her to go to a place called Discovery Falls. There, the dinosaurs had uncovered a mysterious shrine that may hold the answers that the King Earthwalker had been looking for. As she returns to the Galleon, General Scales is waiting for her. Somehow he had survived the lightning strike and was still alive. He commands the Galleon to head off into the sky, leaving her stranded and having to rescue the princess again. She discovers a hidden warp room, and finds herself standing in front of a huge stone creature. His name is Rubble. He is one of the Swapstone twins. 
Rubble informs her that he is able to swap the player between the main characters of Saber and Crystal. With a wave of his hands, we now join Saber's adventure. I'm waving my hands right now. I'm giving Jazz hands. You can't see it. But they're there. Okay, so that is Crystal Act 1. And for generally about 90% of that, that is exactly how it appears in Dinosaur Planet. Um, yeah. I think you've you've played the through the initial... Yeah, uh, portion with Crystal, yeah? Yeah, yeah Cam- so- Cameron and I both uh, played through that. And, and, you know, it's worth pointing out that what is referred to as Warlock Mountain is what we know as Krizoa Palace yes. in Star Fox Adventures. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's the thing, too, is with Star Fox Adventures, it, it almost follows it narratively as well. Um, but there's no swapping point, of course, because there's no reason to swap. So when you end off with Crystal, she's frozen in a crystal, which, you know, namesake and everything. Um, and then you go on from there as Fox. So that's the only point in swapping between the two. And the rest of the game is just Fox on his own solo adventure. And the whole impetus of his journey is you're trying to rescue Crystal. Well, Whereas in the original, you're, 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 you're trying to, you know, put the planet back together before it explodes. Yeah, there's but... that whole minor <laughs> plot point, too. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so that's the the gist of it. And with Star Fox Adventures, so you start off with the Galleon, exactly the same. You land on it. You get the General Scales confrontation. You go to Warlock Mountain, which in Star Fox Adventures is called... Um, Krizoa Palace. And then finally you arrive back at Swapstone Circle, which is one uh, kind of linear element that wasn't followed in Star Fox Adventures because they ended up stopping the quest there and going, hey, meanwhile, on, you know, in the Lilat system, here's Fox and he's doing yeah. this. So On the great Fox. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, no one, and oh, sorry. No, just, yeah. One thing I do want to point out, um, they, it seems like they didn't know what to do with General Scales and the whole lightning strike because we have evidence throughout that he appears on it, and the door. the uh, The original says that he approaches her uh, with his plan, like gloating, and lightning strikes, and he's thrown off the side. And I believe that the different elements they've created is that he gets struck by lightning, and the belt warps him away. Um, and there was another one where the lightning strikes him, and he ends up falling off and also warping. So they had some kind of changes there, as minimal as they were, but. What we ended, I, I, I'm trying to remember in Star Fox Adventures if something similar happened. If what they finally decided on it, do you recall? Uh, he throws Crystal off the galleon, and mm-hmm. then um, the the Cloud Runner catches her, and then you um, you kind of go away to Krizoa Palace, I believe. Oh, okay, so he's not struck by lightning. Uh, if he is, it's. Not memorable. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was gonna say because even I, I can't remember it. And yeah, it's it's been a few years since I played Star Fox Adventures Mind. So it, yeah. it's, but yeah, I mean it's um, it it seems like they had to keep like they really didn't know narratively how to wrap that up. Like, how do you get out of that confrontation with General Scales at the beginning of the game? Yeah, where where it's it's more of a, a taste. A, a teaser than anything in Star Fox Adventures, um, but then he doesn't come back again because obviously Crystal gets uh, attacked by Andros. We don't know it at the time, but it's Andros who is the spoilers <laughs> manipulator behind everything. Well, the ghost of Andros who is trying. Ultimately, Andros's plan in Star Fox Adventures is Palpatine's plan in mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker. He's trying to revive himself resurrect himself after his death in star fox 64 and he's using um 
the political situation on Dinosaur Planet and the power of the Krizoa, uh, inadvertently the power of the Krizoa, to revive himself. And yeah. and that's that's basically the gist of Star Fox Adventures. And so I think it's cleaner in SFA than it is yeah. here. But um, so it's, I, I wanted to point out, though, that the swap stones, of course, uh, because there is no swapping in mm. Star Fox Adventures, the character just becomes the warp stone. And... Yeah. Um, he he can warp you back to Krizoa Palace or uh, Ice Mountain, but um, that's that's all he does, really. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so that's the original Crystal Act. We can see it's pretty replicated to the game. So I'm just going to read off Sabres here. Um, so when we swap from Crystal to Saber, here's what happens. Saber discovers that Prince Tricky is about to be imprisoned at the top of Ice Mountain. He attempts to rescue him, but the prince has ideas of his own and runs off with two sharp claws in quick pursuit. Saber jumps aboard his jet bike and chases after them down the frozen slopes. He eventually catches up with the young prince, and together they head off through the forest of the northern wastes. This cold land is home to the Snowhorn tribe. The prince reveals that he is able to help Saber by using his sidekick commands. He can dig up items buried under the ground. He can use his flame breath to set fire to things. He can also get them both into lots of trouble, which he does regularly. Saber's task is to get Tricky back to his parents. This takes them through Swapstone Hollow. Here they find Tricky's mother, the Queen Earthwalker, has been badly injured. After helping her, he tells them of General Scales' plan on how they can stop him. The General has taken control of two Force Point temples, so that stays the same in Star Fox Adventures. Yeah. These buildings are used to extract magic energy from deep within the core of the planet, which the dinosaurs then use to power their world. He wishes to use this energy for evil to stop him, Saber and Crystal must find six spell stones and place them inside the temples. This will shut down the power and save their world. So you've played, obviously, through Saber's quest as well, and that's exactly what happens. You start on the top, you do the Ice Mountain race, which is in Star Fox Adventures. And it's then it's you, almost identical, yeah. Yeah, and then you get down to um, the base of operations, which in Star Fox Adventures is Thorntail Hollow instead mm -hmm. of... Um, uh, Swapstone Hollow. Yeah. Um, and it, it follows very closely. In fact, one of the other discoveries the team made on the Gist Court is they found an early version of Ice Mountain. So it's in pieces and they've stitched them together and there's a whole separate track that it's very early on. Um, but you go through like a cabin and then you use the same cabin on an alternate route to go off the roof like a ramp. So that's one of the development features that they ended up discovering in the game. So they're really paying close attention to a lot of the stuff going through. But that's almost exactly what happens in Star Fox Adventures, including kicking around the ball for Tricky, you know, the, the whole dynamic there. Um, but that's as far as you can really get in the original version of the game. Because once you swap back to Crystal um, to do her second act, that's when things start going awry if you've uh, played through the game. And that's where most people stop. They view these first two acts and then they, they, you know, which is unfortunate because they're essentially tutorial levels. They just get you your first little taste of it. And unfortunately, that's when the game kind of breaks down. But and luckily, I, I, we'd... I was honestly fine. Mm -hmm. I was honestly fine with the game kind of falling apart at that <laughs> point. Because, you know, like as interesting as this stuff is to me, I'm very much of the mindset and this is just the way i'm wired i i know i'm the odd person here or as you so delightfully put it something about a straight jacket but <laughs> I, I i view this as like well this isn't my uh 
fox. This is my crystal. This is my tricky. This isn't my dinosaur planet. This is like weird variants that I'm not familiar with. And it's the same reason why I never really had much, much interest of like playing games before release. Like when I go to E3, that's not my primary motivating drive is to play a game pre-release. It's, it's weird to me because it's, it's not canon yet. It's it's just this um, idea, and I don't have any emotional attachment to it because it's not an actual building block in that shared universe. So for me, it's like it scratches the itch of, oh, okay, I've, I've played the original Dinosaur Planet. I'm good. I'm good now. Uh, I, I don't really need to see anything else. <laughs> and I thought that was going to be it, you know, but lo and behold, there's yep. more. So do you wanna do you wanna read Crystal Act Two? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um what Crystal Act Two isn't just her in in a prison in a crystal? <laughs> <laughs> no, she actually has more to do, surprisingly enough. What the hell? Alright. <laughs> That's a change. Meanwhile, Crystal Okay. Crystal Act Two. I have to set the stage. Meanwhile, Crystal had made her way to a place called Cape Claw. It was here that the Sharp Claws had made their base, and where she was sure to find Princess Kite. After rescuing a strange, little dinosaur called a Lightfoot, she rescues the princess, and together they head off to Discovery Falls, as Randorn had wished. Before they get there, Crystal is captured by the Lightfoot tribe. They believe her to be a Sharp Claw collaborator, but when she comes to their aid, they reward her by opening the route to Discovery Falls. In a time before the dinosaurs, Discovery Falls was regarded a sacred place. Before the war began, the Earthwalkers had found a strange shrine, which was covered in an unusual form of ancient text. Randorn thought that if they could find a way into the shrine, it may give them some clue as to what exactly Scales was up to. Crystal and Kite eventually open the shrine door and venture inside. Here they must complete a Krizoa test, which ends with Crystal being possessed by a spirit. Woohoo! The spirit commands her to return, return to Warlock Mountain. They have uncovered the first Krizoa shrine. But who exactly are the Krizoa? So that's quite a bit different than what we experience in Star Fox Adventures. Because with yes. Star Fox Adventures, it goes from Thorntail Hollow immediately to Ice Mountain when you start doing Dark Ice Mines. It's not until much later that Cape Claw comes into effect. And as we go through the later acts, it becomes clear how different Dinosaur Planet's Cape Claw is to Star Fox Adventures' Cape Claw. And in fact, uh, the analogy that I ended up using with it is uh, if you imagine Cape Claw being a hotel, Dinosaur Planet is you can explore every room of that hotel. You can explore every nook and cranny of it. Star Fox Adventures Cape Claw is the reception desk, and that's it. It was so scaled back. It's one of the the most cut features and areas in the game, and there's so much potential there. So <laughs> it, it, it does become a, a sticking point to me of like, I just, I wish it was there. I know why they couldn't do it. I know the development schedule was hectic at that point. They needed to get it out. But when you see the true potential of it and what was truly envisioned, it it's, you know, it makes me sad. Huh? <laughs> it's, as I mean, as, as, you know, I mean, I, mean <laughs> I would imagine that's the case, though, with with most games like you could look at the blueprints for Banjo-Kazooie and be sad 
Yeah. If you have the full picture, which we very rarely do. So it's, I think I have the beholder, like, yeah. Um, I, I, I get it. I, I, I love Cape Claw and Star Fox Adventures. I love the music. I love the vibe, the, the atmosphere. I mean, I, it's a, it's a tropical beach. Of course I love it, but it's, it's funny though, like reading over this and I see like little bits of DNA that have been retained. Like Cape Claw is still a sharp claw base. They've, they've got, um, you know, their, their little infrastructure set up there and the stuff with the, the, the intersection with the Lightfoot tribe yep. um, and, and all of that. And, you know, a lot of that plays out the same, uh, only with Fox, of course, instead of Crystal. But as far as, like, getting captured and, and be, the Lightfoots being hostile until they aren't and, and all of that, that's that's... It's been switched around. The orders changed, but you know it's it's still there. So let me let me tell you why this area. Because up to this point, we could play it. Why can't we play through Act Two? What is wrong with it specifically? Well, in Cape Claw, you're meant to rescue Kite, as it says here. The problem with it is there's a guard claw that is posted at the front of that uh, poison gas room, which is similar in Star Fox Adventures. And the way that you get through that room is by bribing him, you know, as a bribe claw. So you give him a golden nugget. He takes the nugget, he pockets it, he walks out of the way, allowing you to progress. You would then go deeper into the base, find Kite, unlock her cage, do a little bit of a puzzle solving with this totem sort of arrangement, and then you'd be able to leave with her. Here's the issue that we ran into as we first got into it. The golden nugget, is located in a cave underneath the Bribe Claw, which it is in Star Fox Adventures as well. There's still an area there. Um, The problem with that is that everything you can imagine will crash the game. And I'll, I'll go through each one really briefly here. So what you're supposed to do is if you go into the water in Dinosaur Planet around Cape Claw, you get swept into the undertow and it immediately kills you. So it's a slap on the wrist. Don't do that. So you go, okay, how am I going to get to this cave that's halfway into the water? If you climb up uh, this kind of opposite platform, it's right near the guard claw or the bribe claw, rather. Uh, you climb up and there's a log kind of precariously perched on the side wait, of a hill. Wait, wait, there's a Lord of Games? Exactly. He's there and he's like, I'm not supposed to be here. No, it's a, it's a, a tree log. You know what I'm talking about. Hi, oh, Jesus. I know. <laughs> I'm just a, I, a bra- I, 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 know I, I have to do it. I know. Oh, well, funny enough, I'll give you a little insight here, too. So you push off the log, and it it falls into the water. It pans up, and Crystal gives a really off-model smile. And that's become a meme within the community. Like, we took her face doing that weird smile, and we've made that into an emoticon. So you can send that to each other. You can use that to react. It's really funny. But also, the clever hackers decided, hey, we can actually change the log model into a dinosaur. So it looks like Crystal's committing murder and then smiling about it. So there is little, like, like in-jokes. Oh, exactly. So basically, you shove the log into the water. And then you get on top of the log, you paddle out to the cave, you're meant to pick up the nugget, which you bring back and give to him. Here's the issues that we had with it. As soon as you kick the log into the water and you jump on it, Crystal's model glitches into the log, it's not rendered properly, and the game crashes. So we immediately had people trying to fix that up. So they did. 
And now you can actually kind of swim on the log, not to the point it fixes the model, of course, but so the game doesn't crash. So you're still merging with the log, but you can swim out to the cave. When you get in the cave, the game crashes because it's an unstable area. So people were figuring out ways to like kind of turn the camera a bit to like make it into the cave. So we finally got that done. We see the nugget. We get off the log. We get onto the sand. We pick it up. And as soon as you pick up the log, it crashes the game. And the problem with picking up the object with the log and swimming out, there's ways around it. There are ways that you can kind of finagle the game to do what you want to do. But picking up an item that crashes, that's a cutscene. You can't get around a cutscene. So everybody was going, this is a hard crash. There is no way to solve this. We're going to really have to research and figure out a way to do it. Did did anybody try putting in an N64 expansion pack? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. The DK64 solution wasn't any help to us in this one because ah. Dinosaur Planet, by virtue, does have it when it starts up anyway. So unfortunately, that stymied us. But some clever person had the idea that, hey, the reason that the game crashes is you pick up this golden nugget and the game tries to load the image of the golden nugget, which doesn't exist. So it, it turns into a loop on itself and that's what makes it crash. So we know that, for instance, on Scales' Galleon, if you pick up a gem, it'll show the gem because it knows what the gem looks like. So if we change the value ID of that nugget into a gem, we can have the game think that you've picked up a gem, but in actuality, it will store the nugget. So that's immediately somebody came out with a Game Shark code and it worked perfectly we all of a sudden we could get the gem or the uh, gold nugget it was in the inventory now we just had to get back so we turn around we get on the log we go to exit the cave and the game crashes so we try again using the same camera setup now we're out of the cave we're swimming on the log we're approaching the 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 guard claw or the bribe claw we give him the nugget he takes it he steps out of the way we go yes we're finally making progress this five minute little detour that was supposed to take you know a little bit of time is now a day and a half work to try and get it you know to cooperate we step into the poison room we start moving the blocks and the game crashes because that room is very unstable so now we have more people that are weighing in on the poison room and we found out hey if you actually instead of pulling the log or pulling the block rather if you step around the other side and push it on the last one, it's actually more stable for some reason. You know, it's that's the genius about these kind of solutions is that everybody tries everything. And it's the idea that if you have hundreds of people doing that, eventually you'll have a monkey that writes Shakespeare, right? Like you will find a solution that works. Hey, and, hey, well, don't don't bring monkeys into this. <laughs> well, why not? We're all monkeys, man. We're evolving. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying monkeys are smart. Don't, don't. Of course. And one of them wrote Shakespeare. And that's what I'm saying, you know? <laughs> It's the way that it works. So we finally got access into further Cape Claw, which was brilliant to watch that work out. And it was days and days of effort. So we finally get to Kite's cage. We go to pick up the key, crashes again. Same thing. So we go, okay, how are we meant to get this key then into the inventory? Well, we just solved that before. So, okay, game, turn key value into gem value. That works as well. Perfect. We're not stymied anymore. So we unlock a cage. We have our reunion. We solve the puzzle. We leave the area with Kite on our shoulder. We now have the commands. So it's it's brilliant seeing like we're used to playing with Tricky, right? So to play with this flying character that we can also command is really neat. And our AI is a little dodgy, but it does work as intended. Um, the interesting thing, too, is that um, 
people were trying to kind of illegitimately get Kite out of her cage. And it was possible. And I actually promoted this on my site, which was kind of funny. I ended up deleting it because I'm like, oh, that will absolutely strip your game. But we found out by going close to the cage and accessing her commands will allow you to kind of get her out of the cage and then on your back so you can just leave with her. Um, but by doing that, you just go back to Swapstone Hollow and nothing else happens and you're stuck right? Uh-huh. Because there's no, there's no cutscene that plays when you, you freed the, um, the light foot. But if you can get kite out legitimately, the second that you walk into the uh, alley that leads back to Swapstone Hollow, you get that light foot cutscene where, you know, you see the baby and it's exactly how it plays out in Star Fox Adventures where you get ambushed. But there's more context now because it's kite that's doing the saving rather than just a random member of her tribe, right? Mm. That so does that, make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of things that don't make sense, though, so you get after you free kite, you're using your flame command as you're trying to um, to uh, battle against the light foot. So it's interesting because you can uh, you, your camera basically will automatically turn to an approaching member of the light foot who has a spear and he's he's edging closer. And then you use the flame command to get him away. So if you do that a few times, uh, you you basically get the respect of the team. So it's kind of funny because the original document says that the light foot is uh basically not like you're not battling them you do a favor for them right if i'm trying to find crystal act two here um yeah she comes to to their aid and they reward her and it's like well no there wasn't an aid there there was no discussion you you fought them and then they figured oh we're outnumbered let's let's have a truce and that's what they end up doing and funny enough actually the light chief or the Lightfoot Chief, rather, is voiced by Chris Seaver. And it's his typical, like, like it's it ebbs of Conker's Bad Fur Day, you know? Like, sure. you can definitely, it's that uh, voice that he does there, like that, oh, I'm the Light <laughs> Chief, you know? And it's perfect. It sounds exactly like that. And you're like, that's Chris Seaver, <laughs> you know? So yeah. uh, he comes back to Swapstone Hollow with you. And uh, he goes up to a pool of water. And, or actually, I should uh, preface this. You use Kite, uh, Kite's f- uh, flame command to light the torches around Swapstone Hollow. And after doing that, the Lightfoot Chief visits you and says, I'm going to open up the way to uh, Discovery Falls. So he jumps into this little pond. And I don't know if the intention is that there's a plug on the bottom or whether he drinks all the water and it has no effect. But he dives into the pool and then he comes back and the water just starts draining out. And it reveals a little hole uh, in the wall that you can now access and get through. Uh, And funny enough, actually, people were already trying to get to this hole because they found out if you're crystal and you fall off a ledge while swinging your staff, you can actually walk underwater by swinging your staff still. So it's one of those bugs on the N64 that they probably would have fixed by the time of development, but everybody was basically exploring through Cape Claw using that uh, method for the longest time. But so now you're in Discovery Falls after legitimately doing it, and you've crawled through this little tunnel and you have to basically, there's a whole bunch of rope swings and stuff over the uh, canyon. So that you basically have to climb up and you can uh, fight these kind of, they're almost like um, the baddies in DKC2 that are on the ropes, right? That kind of go up and down, except now they're... they're. Steve, hold on, hold on. Steve of raregamer.co.uk. <laughs> you just seriously tried breeze past that. They're like the baddies, you know, on the ropes in DKC2. Yeah. What are their names? I'll tell you in a second while I'm not Googling. No, no, no. Clinger, Clinger, Clinger. You're done. You're done. You're done here. I'm just saying, this is why there needs to be a DK vine. (laughs) Smearing our poop on the walls or whatever you say we do. Because we can tell you it's Clinger right off the bat. All right. Sorry. All right. 
Fine. So fair enough. So yes, like clingers, they are they are moving across the the water, right? And you're you have to take them out and then use their same ropes to to get across. Once you do that, you get to your first Krizoa test, which in this case, uh, if I have this written down somewhere, the test of combat. So you're you're fighting against some sharp claw enemies. You defeat them. You get your very first spirit. You're taken back to Warlock Mountain, where you have a brief little. Um, exchange with Randorn yet again, and then we swap back to Saber's adventure. So, out of all of that, we ended up discovering: Hey, here's a new act in Cape Claw, never before seen, that we can now access after hacking through the game and trying to find solutions, which the team did. So that's uncharted territory that's since now been fully restored. If you use the codes that we've provided on the site, you can play through that sequence as intended as well. It works flawlessly. It's brilliant. So wow. that, that'll take us to Saber Act 2. I, um, do you want to read Saber Act 2? Because uh, I've been sure. talking for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'll give, give, you, give you a little break there while yeah, you perfect. can bone up on your uh, DKC2 baddies. Yeah. I'll read all the, the enemies now. They're, okay, there's Clobber, there's Clinger. I'm so sorry, Hyo. Uh, if I talk slow Cannon, enough, you can watch the whole character glass. parade. Yeah. Um, all right. Returning to Northern Waste, which... I just just to clarify for those keeping track at home, Northern Waste is Snowhorn Waste in Star Fox Adventures, um, but it's just called Northern Waste here. Returning to Northern Waste, they find a Snowhorn imprisoned under a layer of ice. After helping him, he reveals that he is a Spellstone Guardian, one of a special group of dinosaurs formed millions of years ago by the Chimeria Dragon. Each guardian was given a spellstone to protect, and this secret was passed down from generation to generation. If the planet were ever in trouble, the guardians would take the stones and stop the energy extraction. General Scales learnt, learnt the gar- guardian secret, but the spellstone had been hidden deep within dark ice mines. When the Guardian had refused to reveal its exact location, the General threatened to destroy his whole tribe. The Guardian still refused, but his daughter stepped forward to help Scales. She helped the safety of her she held the safety of her tribe above the importance of her father's spellstone. Kind of like Doctor Strange did <laughs> when he gave the uh, the time stone to Thanos. Am I right? Keeping it relevant for the <laughs> The modern generations here. Uh, Saber and Tricky must head into the mines to find a spellstone before scales. Back in Dark Eyes Mines, Saber and Tricky, under the Guardian's daughter's instruction, had reached the bottom of the mine. Somewhere in a hidden chamber, they will find a spellstone. Tricky uses his find command and digs a hole through into this secret place. Here they find a huge frozen waterfall within the ice they can see the spellstone though it appears to be sitting on a huge hand two exclamation marks double dash style melting the ice awakens a terrifying monster he grasps the spellstone but before chasing our heroes he decides to eat it after a long battle which ends inside the monster's stomach <laughs> the spellstone is collected Quickly, they return to the Guardian, as only he has the power to activate a spellstone. They then head back to Swapstone Hollow to attempt to find the Volcano Force Point. Within Swapstone Hollow live the Thorntail Tribe. Oh, 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 
<laughs> these friendly dinosaurs guide them downriver to Diamond Bay. Hmm. After helping out a distressed point back. Fuck is a point back? <laughs> they are given a map which reveals not only the entrance to the volcano Force Point, but another hidden Krizoa shrine. Entering the Force Point Temple, the first spellstone is placed. They are now one step nearer to saving the planet. So, Steve, uh, I, I was going to say, like, this is sounding very familiar. Like, mm-hmm. like I was like, you know, the stuff with uh, the snow horn, the, and like, um, was it Belinda Tay is the daughter? Yeah, yeah, and, and the the whole dynamic there that made it intact in the Star Fox Adventures. They have to go to Dark Eyes Mines. The difference being, Dark Eyes Mines is rather than an adjacent area to Snowhorn Waste or the Northern Waste here. Uh, Star Fox Adventures has the element of the planet breaking apart, and mm-hmm. so you have to fly to Dark Eyes Mines in your R wing. And um, that's that's not so much a thing here. No. So in Dinosaur Planet, all the lands, well, they're separated in the fact that you have crystal areas and you have saber areas. Yeah. But all of those areas are interconnected. There's no loading point where it'll take you off somewhere else. Everything is loaded within one area, which is extremely impressive for the N64. And they do very clever culling techniques. So obviously they'll unload some areas when you leave them and stuff like that. But the idea that there's no point where you go off to some offshoot map, it's all interconnected, save for the Krizoa test and stuff like that. But you can walk from one area to another without any loading. And for the time for the N64... That was really, really impressive. Yeah, um, it, and it's 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 funny to me because I feel like the most clunky part of Star Fox Adventures is the whole chunks of Dinosaur Planet becoming like separate land masses floating out into space. Uh, because it's 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 there's I remember playing it. There just felt like some sort of narrative disconnect there where. It felt like I was missing some context for like um, that. You know, they they have to open up the gateway to get there, but it's 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 in it's on this floating chunk, and obviously they had to implement or they wanted to implement R wing sections to further justify the Star Fox brand. Um, and, and here it's just like, oh no, you just just go over to Dark Ice Mines. It's, it's still still over there, but you know. I could put together the pieces, no pun intended, in the narrative and be like, yeah, Dark Ice Mines was, you know, adjacent to Snowhorn Waste. Uh, it's yeah. never really clarified, but sure, that's where it would go, obviously. And, and now everybody in Dark Ice Mines is kind of captive in, in this floating um, sort of satellite chunk of the planet. But, um, you know it, everything from like the the boss battle like that that all that's all that's all very familiar right and then it's when we get to um swapstone hollow here thorntail hollow in the um in the star fox adventures i like i do like the star fox adventures names where they they usually name something after the tribe yeah um, it it just helps with uh, cohesion in, in my opinion but that's that's when things go completely off the rails, <laughs> and I don't understand anything. <laughs> what is well, Diamond Bay? <laughs> what is a point back? What point back is, by the way, 
uh, I'm just reading this out so you at home can't <laughs> see this. Point Back is written in the same sort of stylized uh, dinosaur planet naming convention where it's a compound word um, with with both words capitalized. So all one word, Point Back, capital P, capital B. So I'm assuming a Point Back is a dinosaur from a yep. tribe that didn't make it into SFA. Yeah, it's actually a Stegosaurus. If you think about Fuck. that pointy back, right? It makes sense, yeah. Fuck. So wait a second. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Steve, Steve. I'm having, I'm having some, uh, some ideas here. Have we seen <laughs> Stegosauruses elsewhere in the DKU? Like, Ooh, like have Stegosauruses been in um, Banjo Tooie? Yes, yes, they have. What about Heil, the point back? Heil, dinosaur, dinosaur planet might be more DKU than Star Fox Adventures. Okay, now let let let's. <laughs> I, let's I'm let's not here to tear that. down Star Fox <laughs> Adventures because here's my thing. I brought up Rise of Skywalker before, and and all these Star Wars fans are in a hot, wet lather <laughs> over the um, uh, like the the original pre JJ Abrams script for Episode Nine, which was called something like Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates. That's what it's called. And in my opinion, it's 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 schlock. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> but because it is the the thing they didn't get, they're putting it on pedestal as like this would have been better, right? Ultimately, and, and I don't want to do that here. Like I'm I'm intrigued by this, but uh, the grass is always greener, you know. So uh, I know we're gonna have it out at the end, but. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll come out swinging for sure by the end uh, of this podcast. So, so <laughs> Diamond Mine, Diamond Bay. Diamond sorry, Bay. Diamond Mind is where you mine diamonds. Yeah. Diamond Bay is just a place in dinosaur plane. Diamond yeah. Bay. Wow. Okay, so let me just go quickly back to Galadon because that was a coding nightmare for a little bit. Galadon, um, by the way, is the boss of Dark Ice Mines. Yeah. So. The way that you're supposed to do it, and of course, with Star Fox Adventures, you have the leisure of going, okay, well, we'll separate these areas uh, and we'll have an R-Wing section in between. But the way that Dinosaur Planet did it was they said, we're going to give Tricky further commands. And as he learns commands, he'll be able to do more things. So the way that you're supposed to get into um, Snowhorn Waste to begin with, or the Northern Waste, as it's called, um, you were supposed to use a distract command on a guard claw who would then try to swat Tricky away and move in the process, at which point you could sneak by him and Tricky would then follow you. As you're then in the mines, as you go down, uh, Galadon is frozen in the wall, which you use the flame command as Tricky to melt him. And then that causes him to wake up, swallow the spellstone, and you know the whole story from there. Um, we didn't have Tricky commands because the game wasn't sure what was going on. We've since gone through and we found out there's cutscenes that are supposed to happen that weren't being triggered. So we had to manually add those commands back in. And actually, at this point, we actually put in a levitation code. So there was a lot of things that were just kind of flying over anyway. So that was one of the first collaborations from the team to put together a levitation code. And just as an aside, that code is extremely long. It's like 92 lines. And unfortunately, if you're using one of the emulators that really, it makes the game look the best because it restores all textures. I don't know if you've seen, um, there's a, a YouTuber called Oni Plays, uh, and he was playing through Dinosaur Planet, and he had one episode out, and there was a lot of white textures everywhere that weren't loading properly. Um, if you play it through one of the emulators, um, it actually restores all the textures anyway. Um, 
so you can you can play it as intended, which is you know really nice. It's called RetroArch if you're looking into it. But anyway, um, after all those textures were restored and everything, it worked as intended, and uh, you know we ended up putting the the code in, which took oh the the point that I'm sorry I got kind of lost my thought. The reason that it was such a pain in the ass is because you had to enter that code manually. So you had to go through 92 lines of code, just click clacking away until we discovered you could do it out the back end. But anyway, ah Steve. Yep. Good job. Click clack. DKC2 enemy. Oh, the, I did totally intentional for me to mention that beetle. I hope that restores my, my uh, license to talk about rare games again you're, after you're, I, you know, you're brought clear. up, you're brought up to uh, <laughs> neutral status. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, as long as I'm not a no hoper, I'm all right. Uh, <laughs> which reference of that should give me a one peak a little higher than that. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. The other, so we figured out the commands. We finally beat the boss, and here's the kicker at the very end of it. So you defeat Galadon, you get the spellstone back, and the game goes, Oh, congratulations, we're going to put you at the back. Like, we're going to, you know, teleport you up to the top, so now you can carry on with your adventure. The problem was that the game gave you coordinates that didn't have a, a map. So all of a sudden you'd see Fox scream as he hurtled through this endless void of blackness. And of course, when you die in the game, the game says, okay, your character has fallen off a ledge or a hole or whatever. We're going to respawn you at the last place that you were standing, which happens to be where you fell. So all of a sudden it was just this loop of, of you know, purgatory of Fox going, ah, dying, ah, dying, ah, dying. And we went, how the hell are we supposed to fix this? Because at the end, it always does that. You defeat Galadon and then purgatory, Galadon, purgatory, Galadon, purgatory, every single time. So we had some clever people come in and finally find out a way. And actually it escapes my mind how we solved it. But anyway, we finally had a way that the cutscene went as normally because you're, you're thrown out of the mind. So that, that fall animation is supposed to happen but you are supposed to presumably land on the ground after that which we ended up restoring thankfully and that's how we solved the dark ice mine problem but that again was a day's problem defeating a boss and finally trying to get the game to work as intended so that sorts the dark ice mine so i bet you're wondering now you're probably sitting here going you know when are they gonna get to diamond bay like you know this the uh, fireworks episode of itchy and scratchy so i will now field any questions you have about diamond bay isle What's Diamond Bay? Okay. Diamond Bay is uh, essentially the replacement for what we got in Star Fox Adventures for Moon Mountain Pass connecting to, to Volcano Force Point Temple. So in, in the original Star Fox Adventures, you'd go through a secret little passage to the left, or the right rather, instead of the left, that would lead you to Cloud Runner. If you take the right, you get to Volcano Force Point. But Diamond Bay is this little inlet, sort of uh, Jolly Rogers Lagoon-esque, that happens after this massive cascading waterfall. And the way that you're supposed to get there is you're supposed to feed a fish to uh, one of the, the tribes at the top, who then, for some reason, gives you a log, which you can then sail down into Diamond Bay proper. Unfortunately, we couldn't get that working, and it's still kind of unknown how we're supposed to do that. But presumably, you're supposed to get a fishing net from the shop. Um, Swapstone Hollow Shop is the same as it is in, in Thorntail. But you get a fishing net, you catch a fish, you give it to him, and he gives you a log. We're still trying to work through that. But in the meantime, we've just... 
We tried going through just swimming manually. It was very buggy, very crashy, but we were able to get to Diamond Bay after a lot of attempts. So it's just make a lot of save states as you're going down the waterfall, basically. But you meet with this point back who is distressed because she lost her eggs. So there's this whole little side mission that you have to do on the sand in this giant uh, or this little cave off the side. You retrieve her eggs and she goes, oh, I'll I'll show you the way to get to... um, volcano force point so she'll open a path and when you follow the path down to its end you finally see volcano force point temple so that area was removed from dinosaur or from star fox adventures and replaced whole uh kind of haphazardly with uh moon mountain pass as an extra little inlet so that that solves that issue Hmm. interesting uh yeah uh i I'm still hung up on point backs, I have to be honest, because, <laughs> you know, I, I thought it, the the most obscure type of dinosaur, dinosaur um, from these mythos would be the bonehead mm. from, um, it, you see in uh, Cloud Runner Fortress, yeah. right? Um, but now, now I've got a complete dinosaur tribe that never even made it. Yeah, that, that character actually plays a much more prominent role in Dinosaur Planet as well. Oh my! Um, oh my! Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we should maybe we should plow ahead then. Maybe we should. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so we've got that semi working, but it still is workable. You can follow that to its end. Oh, and you do get the Krizoa test of of strength after that. So after you leave the temple from placing the spellstone, there's a little path off to the side that you follow, and it takes you to the next Krizoa test. So after you warp there, you're basically put in the test of strength. So it's like a not a tug of war, but there's like a plinth in the center that has a long log on the side of it that mm-hmm. you have to push. And funny enough, you're facing against Crystal, who's also trying to push it. So it's a button masher game, sort of like Mario Party. And by oh, defeating great. her, you you get yeah, exactly. It doesn't burn your the palm of your hand, luckily. But uh, after doing that, you do get the spirit. After beating her in his test of strength, you drop that off, and then you swap over to Crystal. So do you do you want to read Crystal Act Three? Sure, sure. Crystal Act and- <laughs> Three. Yeah, oh, good. I, I yeah. like I like long things. Oh yeah. Call me on that. Uh, Crystal and <laughs> Kite have now returned to Warlock Mountain. As they approach the wizard, the spirit leaves her body and reveals itself. It is known as Quan Ata Lachu. One of eight beings that the Krizoa once worshipped. What the fuck? Crystal <laughs> must take its spirit and release it within Warlock Mountain. This causes the huge floating diamond within the mountain to rotate. The reason for this will soon be revealed. They must collect eight Krizoa spirits as their second main task. Leaving Warlock Mountain, Crystal decides it is time for Kite to return to her tribe. They make their way up through a strange mountainous area called Moon Mountain Pass until they reach the grand entrance to Cloud Runner Fortress. Entering the fortress, they are immediately attacked by sharp claws and some strange robotic devices. This isn't technology that the dinosaurs would have? Question mark. Making their way into the fortress, they see General Scales has got there first and is interrogating Kite's mother, Queen of the Cloud Runner tribe. He demands that she reveals the location of a spellstone hidden somewhere within the fortress. <laughs> when she refuses, he kills her. <laughs> Crystal attempts to stop Kite from revealing themselves, but suddenly a robot appears from behind and she is knocked unconscious. 
When Crystal awakes, she is trapped inside a dark dungeon cell. Kite must have been captured by General Scales. Oh, Kite. After escaping from the dungeon, (laughs) freeing a trapped dinosaur and reactivating the power to the fortress, Crystal finds Kite. Kite tells her that the dinosaur she helped is a Spellstone Guardian. To uncover the hiding place of the Spellstone, they must explore the fortress and find Kite's brothers and sisters, who were hidden when the Sharp Claws arrive. They eventually find their way into the tunnels beneath the fortress, but Scales has got there first and is just about to grab the Spellstone when Crystal arrives. He passes it to one of his Sharp Claws before using his mysterious belt to warp out of the chamber. That must be how he survived the fall from the Galleon. The remaining Sharp Claws race off on their jet bikes with Crystal in hot pursuit. Blasting them from their bikes, she gains the Spellstone, which is then activated by the Guardian. Leaving the fortress behind, they head off to locate the Desert Force Point (laughs) Temple. Desert Force Point Temple. What? To reach the Desert Force Point, Crystal and Kite must first cross the Golden Plains. Golden Plains. What? This is (laughs) a huge, barren desert. After making their way into the temple, they place the spellstone. Returning back through the desert, they witness a strange mirage. The mirage claims to be a Krizoa, hmm, and tells them to go back to Moon Mountain Pass. But before they go, Saber must first collect moon seeds hidden beneath Swapstone Hollow. I just imagined Oprah. Talking about moon seeds. And And you get a moon seed. And you get a moon seed. We've got moon seeds! (laughs) All right. Uh, Wow! That that was both familiar and alien at the same Mm. time. That was was a trip. (laughs) Uh, So first, I just got to say, before Mm. you tell me all the tricks that that came towards, you know, making this workable. That uh, has a sad ending, foreshadowing, but go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Queen Cloudrunner murdered mm-hmm. in front of Kite. The brutal. Um, the 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 whole bit, like the the speeder bike sequence underneath Cloudrunner Fortress, was done with Crystal mm-hmm. in this version. Wild, wild. Uh, a desert. Yes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I I I would never even consider that there would be a desert on Dinosaur Planet. You know that that is just something that w- that is not in my brain space. I I don't have room for that knowledge. <laughs> um, and the fact that you can clearly see where they condensed a lot of this. Yes, like for the sure. um the Krizoa Mirage or the Krizoa Spirit appearing. Uh, that happens in Moon Mountain Moon Pass Mountain. in yep. Star Fox Adventures and. I, I think the implication is that's Andros fucking yes, with yes. Fox um, and, and basically uh, pulling a uh, lost reference. Buckle up, everyone. Pulling <laughs> a man in black on, on Fox and, and making him think one thing while he's manipulating events. Um, smoke monster, for those who don't know lost. That's the smoke. What's the smoke monster is known as the man in black. But anyway, uh, that that's... Um, it's a lot of info, and and it, uh, again, it's both like I can see both 
narratives playing out in my head dinosaur planet and Star Fox adventures and and i can just see like how they they snip things out of dinosaur planet and then just weave them back into um the the more streamlined Star Fox adventures version yeah so with with the desert force point temple this this is where our story unfortunately has a sad ending actually be, before i get to that i should go chronologically shouldn't i um yeah, just about the Cloud Runner Fortress. That plays exactly as intended. There's no fixes that we need to implement. That is pretty well done. Like, you will find no errors in that that space. And you do meet the boneheaded tribe, the Gratabug, and he is yeah. a, a Spellstone Guardian in this version. He would have been demoted in, in Star Fox Adventures, but that's where he kind of he, has he's, his... He's basically just like the mechanic of Cloud yeah. Runner Fortress in Star Fox Adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And further on, too, there's a whole stealth section that you have to do as Crystal during this. And the interesting thing is you earn a spell from uh, Gratabug that basically tells, like, it transforms you into a sharp claw. So when the sharp claws look at you, they just see another sharp claw. So there's this whole kind of stealth section. But the funny thing is, that spell is available for both Crystal and Saber to use. So you figure, okay, well, there's got to be a, a Saber transformation he's going to turn into. Um you know, maybe he does a sharp claw as well. And here's where the community went nuts, because if you use the spell as crystal, you turn into a sharp claw. If you use the spell as saber, it ditches the fox outfit and gives him saber again. <laughs> so that's how they found it. They said, oh my God, this is how you play as saber. So they were looking in the memory. They said, okay, when that spell is used, it basically swaps your model out for like zero, zero to zero, one. Okay, so let's just tell the game forever in a day to now swap any zero zeros for zero one. We'll play permanently as Saber. That will work. That will carry through. And it has. Um, he does crash a little bit in cutscenes because, you know, it wasn't intended at that point. They were in the process of swapping stuff over. So there's yeah. probably some code that's referring to it going, load me Fox. And it goes, it's Saber. And it goes, no, nah, I'm going to crash if you do that. So there is still that, but you can play you know, up to a certain point, like you can just run around a saber to your heart's delight. We have codes for that um, within the wiki as well. So that was kind of a cool finding, which is paralleled by the disappointing finding we found afterwards. So we've got the spell stone. We just crossed into the Golden Plains, which is this massive kind of um, Gerudo desert kind of thing. Like it's just this massive open plain that leads into a temple, which the music that Dave Wise has made for this is amazing. I love desert. I I was thinking specifically when I was mentioning this, I wonder what the David Wise music sounds like for this. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. Like, the thing is that there's a lot of music that is carried over um, from Star Fox Adventure because they, they share locations. So he doesn't remake songs. And in fact, some of the things that he's done, it, you can find it in the music test of Star Fox Adventures of old Dinosaur Planet tracks. So in a way, some of those tunes have survived. Like, I know that you can play the original Cape Claw theme and the Discovery Falls theme in dinosaur or in star fox adventures that are from dinosaur planet using the the jukebox mode but for for desert force point temple that was a song that was created specifically for that area and of course because desert force point is now ocean force point they don't use the same track it's its own unique tune and that that tune just listening to it you're like oh this is it's not on the level of aquatic ambience but it gives you the vibes of aquatic ambience if you know what i mean by that yeah sure i i of course i know what you mean by that you don't <laughs> of course yeah the vibes but uh we actually had a, a user on the um in the discord named yumi and she is a die hard dinosaur planet fan like it got to the point where she she was streaming the game and she cosplayed as crystal on one of her playthroughs like the whole full body thing it was amazing but wow. she has gone from start to finish so many times like 
anytime the community came through going, we now have the next part, she will start the game over again so that we can, you know, prove that there's no issues. Because if you cheat through some of the game and then go through the rest of it, it might mess something up in the future. So she goes, no, I want to play as legitimately as I can in case it like screws anything up. So we finally got her to Desert Force Point Temple. She put down the spellstone, attempted to interact, and the game does not progress from that point. We have been stuck there. Uh, since like a year ago. We've not been able to progress legitimately as a chronological thing in the game from this point. Everything stops at Desert Force Point. However, we have gotten non-linear things to to work. We have gone into later acts, like kind of glitching it through a saber where we can play through more temples and stuff like that. So we know that there's more of the game to complete, but trying to get it work, you know, chronologically, it just doesn't follow through, unfortunately, because you can't place that spellstone. But if it were possible to do so, you would leave the temple, you would go to the Golden Plains again, you'd go back to Swapstone Hollow, and you'd swap over to Saber again. That's wild. I, I have a question about Moon Mountain Pass sure. in this build. Is Moon Mountain Pass still the origin point of the Sharp Claw, or is that context not even provided at this point? That that context, it's kind of Moon Mountain Pass. Moon Mountain Pass rather acts as just a path to get to Cloudrunner Fortress. That's that's what it has, and it has its own little areas on the side too. Mm. Um, I don't think at this point the Sharp Claw are necessarily living there i mean it, they they basically they throw barrels at you from from a point like a before but i think it's the cloud runner tribe that lives there and then it's the sharp claws that have invaded it i think that's the plot of event don't quote me on it but i uh, think that's you but, know, but the, is the aesthetic still the same kind of that dreamy like otherworldly like lunar type of environment to Kind of. It's not to the point where you can tell it's like an asteroid kind of thing, but it has a similar like rocky purple aesthetic. Because because Moon Mountain Pass is probably one of my favorite areas in Star Fox Adventures. Oh, and okay. and I, I, I just adore the otherworldly spaciness of it. And right. the fact that when you read uh, the little info dumps, if you take the time to read them, it's like, oh, this is how the Sharp Claw tribe evolved from yeah. um the radiation from from this uh kind of uh asteroid strike and um I, I just love it i i love that area plus they throw barrels at you there so of course i love it <laughs> well uh, that, that's in dp as well <laughs> yeah yeah oh, yeah do you enjoy the uh bioluminescent plants that are in um moon mountain pass absolutely okay they're not in dinosaur planet so that's probably a point to you for star <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also why I really loved uh the the areas in the Pirates of the Caribbean Tall Tales in Sea of Thieves right. the um the the, oh, the, the areas that guys, take yeah. place it in well no in the Sea of the Damned um, oh yeah 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 where you've got the like purple plants that like shimmer when you walk through them very Moon Mountain Pass mm. yeah I thought you meant because they they also have oh the Sea of Thieves art team is like ridiculously talented like it's almost like the concept art leaps off the page it's brilliant but there are coral guys that have the same kind of like bioluminescence thing going on oh i just like the skeletons that pop out too like i just mm-hmm. love it <laughs> yeah yeah um do you want to do saber act three or shall sure. I? no 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 i'm fine i'm fine okay i've, I've, I've got i've got some uh wind left in my sails <laughs> i've got All i've right. got i've got some wind on my uh my cloud runner wings here <laughs> uh saber act three the message is sent to Saber and Tricky, who collect the seeds before they venture back to the Volcano Force Point. Saber and Tricky have now completed another test and have collected the second Krizoa spirit. 
They take this back to Warlock Mountain, whereby they release it, causing the huge diamond to spin faster, sucking up raw magic energy from deep within the planet. When they return to Swapstone Hollow, Tricky wishes to go back to his home to see how his mother is doing. Together, they go to Earthwalker Temples. Earthwalker Temples. Interesting. Uh, Upon entering the area, it is heavily guarded by strange robots. They find Tricky's mother hiding beneath the main temple. She needs them to collect the sun and moonstones and also asks Saber to enter the walled city and rescue her husband, the king of the Earthwalker tribe. Though there is a problem, he must do it alone. The walled city is a place where the most dangerous dinosaurs live. Here, anarchy rules, and the chaos is presided over by the Red-Eye tribe. It is also home to the Hook-Claw tribe, a distant relation to the Sharp Claws. They are extremely clever, but will show you no mercy. There are two wrestling pay-per-view names in this paragraph alone. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's for you, Josh Wallen, the Geek Critique. Entering the jungle surrounded the, surrounding the ancient city, Saber discovers an egg that hatches, revealing a baby red eye. Oh, sidekick. The baby must think Saber is his mother. So Saber crushes it and laughs about it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, this isn't Conker's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> The baby must think Saber is his mother as he remains with him during his stay in the walled city. The baby has a special sidekick command that Saber can utilize throughout. Saber finds the King Earthwalker and rescues him from a gang of hook claws. He tells of their plot to take control of the city. However, he does not believe the Red Eyes will listen to him as they prefer to eat first and ask questions later. The city is surrounded by the Twilight Marsh. What the hell? It is here that the Spellstone Guardian resides. He helps Saber to stop the Hook Claws, allowing him to return the baby back to his father, the King of the Red-Eyed Tribe. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back. Chilies, baby back ribs. Oh, you're Canadian. You don't you don't have that commercial. I've seen Austin Powers. Oh, God. Did I just <laughs> reference Austin Powers inadvertently? Whoa. No. You referenced Austin Powers 2 inadvertently. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Good pod. Good pod. <laughs> oh, God. Good podcast, Isle. Get, get it all out. All right. Uh, by taking part in the King's Challenge, you gain the Spellstone. Activate it. And meet up back with the King Earthwalker to return to Earthwalker Temple. As a reward, the King reveals the location of the mysterious Communication Chamber. Resort on lives? <laughs> it was via this chamber that he was able to contact, contact Randord in the first place. Saber is excited, as this may allow Crystal, Randorn, and himself to return home once General Scales has been stopped. The king tells them to take the spellstone back to the volcano force point. So, do you have any questions about what you've just read? <laughs> I'm getting a bit lost. 
Mm. I, I, I'm get, th- this is where this is feeling strange and unfamiliar, I'll, okay. albeit with uh, little, little touchstones or, or right. spell stones that I do recognize. Obviously, a lot of this is taken – well, not taken. A lot of this was worked into the Walled City segment in Star Fox yeah. Adventures, but you've got so much here, so much here that is not part of that narrative. And, and like – Everything from hook claws to uh, the marsh area, Twilight Marsh, and, um, and then you even have a baby red eye following you around. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is where the DNA of the condensed story disagrees a lot with what we ended up getting in the final of Dinosaur Planet, because in actuality, the uh, thorough line that you get in Dinosaur Planet is that you fight Clanadec, you know, in, in the um, the walled city, right? And mm. that's what you do in Star Fox Adventures, and that's what you happen with here. There is no baby red eye that we found. There is uh, no kind of, of mutual, like, getting the tribes to work together. There's no hook claw that we can find either. It's just sharp claw so far as in terms of rival in, you know, inside the walled city. Um, so a lot of it, a lot of that has been left on the cutting room floor, but we do get to fight Clanadec, which is pretty cool. You know, it's the same uh, running around that kind of square um, interior as mm. you're trying to get them. So they do have that. So that's still very much part of the game, but even the Twilight Marsh doesn't technically exist. You only get the Earthwalker temples and the uh, the walled city within it. So there's a lot of even that that you can see that was chopped down to fit in Dinosaur Planet that was then taken over directly to Star Fox Adventures. Yeah, e- even like things like the the expanded notion of what the Earthwalker area is, um, because it's just the walled city. Right, yeah. it, it's just the walled city in Star Fox Adventures, and there, there's no Earthwalker temples per se. Um, yeah. So it, it's it's all much more heavily fleshed out here. Yeah, for sure. Do you oh, want me to? Of course. I was going to say, just the Diamond Bay stuff. So you go to Diamond Bay again because you've got to drop off the spellstone that you've got from the uh, the boss, Klanadek, there. Yeah. Um, there's another problem that the point back has. It, there's a, you'll see a routine here. You always have to solve a problem before you're permitted entry. Um, we have an egg snatcher game at this point, so her eggs have been stolen now, and you have to get in the back. So that's where that comes into play. And then, of course, there's the moon seeds you got to get. So after we theorize at this point, because there's not many places you can get fish, at this point, or uh, not fish, I'm thinking of the other one. Um, oh, yeah, that you can get moon seeds. And one of them is within this log at Swapstone Hollow. And I think it's the same in, in Thorntail. That, remember that log that you can kind of go into? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing there, but you have to find a way to get Tricky in there. And unfortunately, Tricky can't climb very well, and you can't lift the poor guy. So what you have to do is you have to go into Northern Wastes. There's waterfalls. Uh, there's a waterfall, rather, that has ice cubes flowing down it. You jump onto there with Tricky. You, f- you ride the, the waterfall, because remember, the world is all connected. And that will actually bring you to the bottom of the log. You then send Tricky into the log. He grabs the moon seeds, and that's how you're supposed to give him their crystals. So there's a lot of really – I could definitely see this being a game fact heavy game where people are going, where are the moon seeds? I can't find – you know, and, and yeah. getting forward to that. But that's how you get those in there. So, yeah, if you want to continue on, sorry about that. <laughs> no, I was just going to ask you about the communication chamber. Yeah. So, yeah, there's – we've actually found that in the map too. So at the beginning of the game – um, 
there's a communication chamber directed to Animus, and I think it's called the Lost City that, or the city maybe, that Randorn and Crystal and Fox are, uh, they share. And basically they're, they're given a distress call, like a beacon by the King Earthwalker going, you must save our planet, General Scales is here. And then you use that. So it's an actual um, place in the game. It's like kind of not futuristic, because there is a futuristic um, element in a later area. But with this one here, it's just like three sort of half pillars on a wall and you're we don't know what you're supposed to do in there precisely but that will like it's a location that's mentioned in the game with subtitles the dialogue doesn't match at all which is actually kind of funny just not to go off on a tangent here but when they started recording new dialogue they didn't change the subtitles so the subtitles will still play out and you'll hear what originally was and then the star fox dialogue is over top so it'll say something like we sent a distress beacon to uh planet animus to signal crystal and randorn to visit us but then while it's you know doing that in text it says we send a distress beacon to general pepper who then told slippy to and you're going oh my god like there's so much dissonance here but you know luckily we have the original subtitle so we can see you know what was mm -hmm. meant for that but that's what the communication chamber is it's like uh you know the first point of contact between uh the king earthwalker and uh randorn and the rest yeah it's just weird it's just weird <laughs> like randorn in general is where i really start feeling like i'm not in my home reality and, and mm -hmm. then every, every time you bring randorn back into it i'm like wait a second <laughs> wait a second yeah. but, but but what about general pepper what about peppy yeah. <laughs> what about Rob 64? All right. Not the uh, game. So I believe we're to Crystal Act 4. Yep. So we just finished that. Yeah. Volcano Force Point Up. Yeah. So yeah, Crystal Act 4. All right. Crystal Act 4. Now Crystal has the seeds. She must plant them. By feeding them fire at night, parentheses, they are moon seeds after all. They grow, allowing her to enter the hidden areas of Moon Mountain Pass. After discovering another Krizoa shrine and gaining a further spirit, the mirage appears again. Ah. It tells them that six spirits must be placed within Warlock Mountain before the Krizoa Palace will open. Randorn had told her that the Krizoa had been extinct for millions of years, but yet here was one guiding her? She returns the Warlock with the spirit. Randorn asks Crystal about his son, Saber. He still hasn't been able to speak to him yet. He just wants to apologize. Crystal places the third spirit, and together with Kite, they head back to Swapstone Circle. So, so quick, quick little act there. But hmm. um, so, so here we have the Moon Mountain Pass appearance yep. of the Krizoa spirit or, or whatever, um, which is where it first happened in Star Fox Adventures. And yeah. the only time it really happened in Star Fox Adventures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, should, should, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. Because that, <laughs> that was a short act, and this is a short act. Saber Act Okay, fair enough. Four. Ooh, before you continue, though, oh. I just got to tell you about the uh, the test that you face. Um, okay. Because that would be the test of fear, which in Star Fox Adventures, uh, the test of fear basically is like, uh, it's kind of a DDR thing, right? Like you, you have to press a button as the sharp claws kind of jump out at you. It's a dance dance revolution for you grandpas out there. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it is, right? Like there's yeah. actually an involved aspect. 
the test of fear in Star or in, in Dinosaur Planet has the war game solution. I call it the only winning move is not to play. Um, star, uh, General Scales as a hologram will charge at you from across the room, screaming. And if you move away from the platform, you lose because you failed the test of fear. You got afraid. But if you put the controller down and just stay completely still, that's how you pass the test of fear. Okay. So so, so if you if you <laughs> went off and made yourself a sandwich, you win. Exactly. Cool. It's it's cool. Luigi and Mario Party for sure. Cool. And and you get a sandwich, so win win. Exactly. All right. Saber <laughs> Act Four. Saber and Tricky have by this time placed their second spell stone. On the way out from the temple, they discover the moonstone and return back to Earthwalker Temple. This reveals another Krizoa shrine that was hidden inside the top of the main temple. Saber completes the test and heads back to Warlock Mountain with the spirit. Whilst there, he calls out to his father, but there is no reply. Randorn's condition is getting worse. He is too ill to answer his son. Saber releases the spirit and returns to Swapstone Hollow. That's that's the act. Uh, what what was the the uh, the test here? So the test there, that was the, well, actually I should say, um, yeah, the Krizoa Shrine at the top of the temple, that is pretty similar to Star Fox Adventures, right? The whole sun and moon chamber Mm. kind of thing. They do something similar here and it's at the top of the temple. So it's kind of a Mayan structure. You know, it's like a pyramid with the top kind of taken off. Yeah. If that makes sense. If you think about that. Um, and the shrine will actually raise out of the top. So there's a second layer that pops up. Um, and that would be, if I can find the list here, Earthwalker Temple, Sun and Moon, ah, the test of skill. So with that one, it's the it's the test of observance in uh, Star Fox Adventures. So that's the one where the you know you watch the the three card Monty game played. So you have to keep your eye on the the prize as it rolls around the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just it's just that. Yeah. Okay. Not much to say there. <laughs> no, but it can be done in the game, which is which is nice. Crystal Act Five. Back this is on. It's interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Back on Swapstone Circle, the Lightfoot Chief has revealed a hidden entrance that leads from his settlement to the sacred dinosaur burial grounds of Blackwater Canyon. He refuses to allow Kite to enter, insisting that Crystal take a Lightfoot guide. Within Blackwater Canyon, Crystal discovers the Tree of Souls... <laughs> I love it. I love it when you read that and it comes across that. I'd prefer you read the rest of them. I hope that's not too much reading, but like, I love it when you come across something, you're like, this makes no sense. Tree of Soul. Is this like jungle beat? All of a sudden we got it. We got a sacred <laughs> tree here. When a dinosaur dies, its magic energy is returned into the planet through the magic powers of the tree. This is just avatar. This is just James <laughs> Cameron's avatar. Well, then they should sue. (laughs) I was saying, back when I saw Avatar in, what, 2009, I was like, this is just Dinosaur Planet. This is just (laughs) Star Fox Adventures. All right. Um, Okay. It's magic energy is returned to the planet through the magic powers of the tree, yada, yada, yada. The Shadow Hunter tribe. What the? (laughs) Slow down. The Shadow Mm -hmm. Hunter tribe are the protectors of this place, and their leader a spellstone guardian agrees to give her the spellstone however his jealous son has other ideas and takes the stone just as is it is about to be handed over together with the lightfoot 
Crystal chases the Shadow Hunter throughout the canyon, eventually catching up with him just inside the gates of the final resting place. The area is littered with bones. The Shadow Hunter refuses to give Crystal the Spellstone, but their presence in a sacred area has angered the spirits. Ooh, suddenly a huge bone monster emerges, trapping the Shadow Hunter within its cage-like ribs. Crystal and the Lightfoot defeat the monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you. And save the Shadow Hunter. He really he realizes that they are really trying to save his planet and gives Crystal the spellstone. His father activates it and they return to the Lightfoot chief. On her arrival back at Swapstone Circle, the chief gives Crystal a Krizoa tablet. This has been with the Lightfoot for many, many years. He tells her to take it to Cape Claw. Reunited with Kite, they cross the Golden Plains and once more enter the Force Point Temple. With their second spellstone placed, they head back to Cape Claw with the Krizoa tablet. Maybe this will explain the mirage. The tablet allows them to open further hidden areas within Cape Claw, eventually uncovering another Krizoa shrine. Crystal completes the test and gains another spirit. However, they still do not know the location of the Krizoa Palace that the Mirage spoke about. They return to Warlock Mountain to release the spirit. When Crystal reaches Randorn, he has collapsed on the ground. I've fallen and I can't get up! <laughs> By feeding him, he feels well enough to speak. <laughs> Sounds like he's just diabetic. Like, he just needed a cookie. Uh, well, I mean, he does have a life alert pendant on him, so yeah, I mean, yeah. he does give that, yeah. He recalls <laughs> how they arrived on this planet and hopes, by getting access to the communication chamber, they can return to their own planet, Animus. She releases the spirit and returns to Squapstone Circle. Steve, I don't even know where to begin here. You're going to have to take <laughs> over for a while 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 I process all of this. Okay. This is- so why don't you point the names that you didn't understand, and I'll, I'll explain there. <laughs> Let's start with Blackwater Canyon. Um, oh. I mean, this is obviously a unique area, right? It is, yeah. It didn't appear in Star Fox Adventures. And if you look at the, uh, the dinosaur planet map um, that I mentioned before, anybody listening here, uh, Blackwater Canyon is like half the size of the available level. So if you take Golden Plains and Swapstone Circle and Cape Claw, you combine them together, that is roughly the size of Blackwater Canyon. It's that big. Um, here's the problem, though. With every other area in the game that we have, there's – and, you know, kind of taking this crash course of programming by joining this Discord, you learn things like events and triggers and flags and words like that. And what that basically means for the unaware – if you have an area within a video game, there's certain areas that you can go to within a, you know, a land that have certain triggers with them. So it says, hey, when they step here, play a cutscene, or when they interact with this object here, do this thing. And the entire video game is built on these triggers and events and flags. Um, unfortunately, Blackwater Canyon has none of them. All Blackwater Canyon is is just the apps, like the actual landscape itself. That is it. So if you almost think back to the year 2000 on December 1st, right before this was published, there was probably somebody that was just about ready to click those into place. And they went, are you busy on that? Oh, yeah, I am. All right, we'll leave it. I'll go help me on Cloud One of Fortress. Yeah, all right. 
that that must have been <laughs> how it happened because they they abandoned that area and they worked on something else because we right now have no uh you know connection to that area to reprogram anything all of the stuff if we do restore that area will have to be custom programmed which means there is no skeleton boss there is no interaction with the shadow hunter tribe which i bet you have some questions about that Uh, the tree of life is there as a background element like you can go to the tree of life but there is no way to interact with it whatsoever it's like a diorama you can just look and see no interact can i make a guess on the shadow hunter tribe Sure. I yeah, absolutely. Uh, remember in Star Fox Adventure, I, was it the test of fear when mm. you had like raptors attacking you? Ah, yeah. There you go. Well, I'm right. You're right. Shadow hunters oh. are raptors. Oh, because because <laughs> I because I, I I that the shadow uh, terminology w- was bringing to mind the yeah. the the hallucinations that Fox was having of these dinosaurs that did not appear anywhere else in Star Fox Adventures. And I guess some part of me has always had an inkling they were cut dinosaurs from the original iterations of Dinosaur Planet. And you are absolutely right. that The Shadowhunters are raptors. They're the clever girls of the, the Dinosaur Planet. Um, now, that said, unfortunately, they're not there in Blackwater Canyon that you can interact with. But, however, we do have their models in the game. Um, you know, we've ripped them and everything like that. We can see them and they, they look fantastic. Like they, they look really, really cool. So it's one of those things you're like, ah, I wish you were there. Cause you would have been a cool dinosaur to interact it, with. It's, so- it's, it's, it's also interesting to me, like this whole notion of Blackwater Canyon and the tree of a tree of souls. Is it, um, that, you know, in, in dinosaur planet, excuse me, on dinosaur planet in Star Fox adventures, the whole like spiritual side of things is really maintained by the Krizoa, the Krizoa spirits and, and their legacy. The dinosaurs have their own beliefs and superstitions, but they are not really the driving like force in the magic of the, the planet. They, they protect spell stones. They do this and do that, but it's all really implied to be relics from the Crozoa. And here yep. we've got more agency for the dinosaur tribes as far as the spirituality of, of the planet and the magical energies therein which I find fascinating. So to continue on with the act two, because there's still quite a bit to do, you, you still got to drop off the spell stone and they have that Cape Claw mention, which is kind of odd, right? Yeah. So yes. here's what happens with that. So you take the spell stone, you go to Golden Plains and immediately as you go there, you see a sharp claw on a jet bike who's speeding around and Crystal's like, what? And then as, as she's distracted by him, another one comes up and smacks her on the back of the head, grabbing the stone and takes it away on his jet bike. So there was a, a like a new mission on Golden Plains, this big open area where you're supposed to chase them down on a speeder bike and get your stone back. That we're trying to get working, but it's one of those things. It's in the middle, you know, where it's like, we might be able to, we might not. We'll be able to restore it somehow, but right now it's just not cooperating with us. We'll have to do more research. But anyway, that that sorts that problem. So what about Cape Claw? What is this talking about now? So if you go into Cape Claw, uh, in Star Fox Adventures, it ends at the Poison Room. But in Dinosaur Planet, it continues onwards and it wraps around into this giant courtyard pagoda thing. It's like this kind of Japanese-inspired aesthetic. It's really cool. And in the center of this courtyard, is there's a well and it's flooded. 
and around it are Krizoa, um I call them insets. They're basically like big holes where you're supposed to be able to play something. Uh, after you beat Blackwater Canyon, you get given one of those by the High Chop tribe, which are uh, the High Chop tribe are, are still in Star Fox Adventures. They're the Brachiosaurus or Brontosaurus. I think at one point scientists discovered mm. that the Brontosaurus skull was like a Brachiosaurus skull, but then they went back on that. I'm trying to remember the whole like chronology with it. They're like, ah, Brontosaurus doesn't exist. Now they're like, no, it does exist. We fucked up. But anyway. But it doesn't really matter because these are all alien dinosaurs <laughs> and they can be whatever we want them to be. Well, th- there you go. Exactly. So um, in the document, it says that the Lightfoot gives you the stone, but in uh, dinosaur planet after you beat blackwater canyon there's actually a, a, a secret exit that takes you back out to discovery falls because everything's connected and we figured out hey even though blackwater canyon doesn't have flags in it Dr- discovery falls absolutely does so if you can float up or levitate at the certain spot it thinks oh they just beat blackwater canyon better give them that Krizoa tablet so that cutscene is still within the game he still gives it to you and it gives you free reign in cape claw and Cape Claw is my absolute favorite map of the game. I, I have fallen in love with it. And the reason being is as soon as you come back with this Krizoa tablet and you place it in the area, like in this um, the inset, this door on the other side of Cape Claw opens up and it expands the area by twice. So now it's not only a secret area, it's a ridiculously secret area times two. You know, it's like even more stuff. So you go into this village area and they basically have this whole... Uh, Krizoa tablet thing where you're, and we're, we're honestly, this is like, this has given us so much kind of homework to do. And there's a lot of programmers and coders that are trying to make this area work. But what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to be able to find these fire gems uh, in scattered around Cape Claw. You take them to these lighthouses and you light them up and doing so will fulfill one of the insets. So there's six insets to fill in. Three of them are by fire gems and three of them are by tablets. So the first one's given by the high top tribe. You set that in and you get the second. As soon as you set it in, it opens that door. Well, you can then uh, go into a well in the village where you find a second Krizoa tablet that's locked in this area. So you pick it up, you bring that back, you set it again. Now this secret uh, waterfall opens up and like this kind of passage behind a waterfall. And by going down to a beach, you discover uh, another dinosaur that you have to fight. And by defeating it, it gives you the last one. So you take that back after all three lighthouses are lit and all three tablets are restored. The well in the center is meant to drain and it gives you access to the next Krizoa chamber. We are so ridiculously close to making that happen. It's, It's not even funny. Like, uh, funny enough, I don't want to gloat or anything. I was the like I I ended up glitching my game up so bad. I ended up accidentally discovering those cutscenes and uploading them to the server, going like, "Guys, check this out! Like this is crazy." So those are on the Dinosaur Planet wiki right now. If you go to the Cape Claw wiki, um, or the page on the wiki rather, and you scroll down, those cutscenes are like preserved on that page as GIF images, and it's just really cool to see them all like play out uh, within that form because Cape Claw has given us so much you know, trouble mm. trying to get that whole thing up and running. But that's supposed to take you into the test of character. Um, and what that basically does is you fight against Saber. And the odd thing is, I don't think you're supposed to blah, traditionally defeat him. Like you're not supposed to, you know, club him to death and you win. I think you're supposed to show an item. So it's like, we're not supposed to fight. It's one of those kind of trick ta- challenges. And that's supposed to get you the test. So we haven't figured out how to do that yet. But we're on the verge of discovering, and that will give you the next uh, Krizoa spirit. Hmm. All right. Well, 
<laughs> lot to process. Almost too much to process. It's almost sensory <laughs> overload at this point. But there's still more. There's still so much more. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Saber Act 5, I believe. Yes. Yep. S- Saber Act 5. The Thorn Tales on Swapstone Hollow have now seen that Saber can be trusted. So they open the gates that lead into Willow Grove. Sure, why the fuck not? Willow Grove. <laughs> this is a sacred land and is next to Dragon Rock. Ah, the final resting place of the dinosaur's god, the Chimera Dragon. But since General... Okay. So, so this area will explain itself. I don't, I don't think you'll have follow-up questions for me. <laughs> okay. But since yeah. General Scales began his war, the area has been sealed, and strange things have started to happen. <laughs> Visible man sleeping in my bed. Yow! <laughs> Who are you gonna call? Alright. Willow Grove was slowly becoming a warped and mutated land. The plants have changed, and even the dinosaurs that have wandered through have become mutants. A little bit of Moon Mountain Pass in here, <laughs> or at least what Moon Mountain Pass sh- shook out to be in SFA. Uh, Saber and Tricky meet with many seemingly unfriendly mutants, but these dinosaurs are just angry at their situation and are not evil at all. The adventures, the adventures discover the sixth Krizoa Shrine and complete the test to gain the spirit. The mutant leader is a great alchemist and tells them to return as he might be able to help them enter Dragon Rock. They quickly return to Warlock Mountain. To their amazement, placing the sixth spirit reveals the location of the Krizoa Palace. As the spirit is released, a great change occurs to the huge diamond. It transforms into a sun. Saber finds himself being lifted off the ground as the Quan Atalachu speak to him. They tell him that the evil must be stopped. They are not referring to General Scales, but something or someone else controlling him. They tell Saber about the majestic eight planets. <laughs> Uh, the first planets created when the universe began. Dinosaur Planet is one of these eight. To save this world, they must go to the Krizoa. It seems that they do actually still exist. The Quan Atalachu continue by telling of a great war that the Krizoa fought many eons ago. The war almost destroyed them all, but some still remain. This must be the destruction mentioned in the dinosaur's history that actually gave birth to them. The Quan Atalachu ends by insisting that the evil must be stopped, but does not reveal the form of the being of which it speaks. <sighs> <laughs> I was waiting for that, like, oh, here comes the overload. <laughs> I recognize Dragon Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that is in fact an area that does appear in Star Fox Adventures. Yeah. In this alternate reality that you've dove headfirst into. And, and Dragon Rock, of course, is where, like, this sharp... Cl- I, I mentioned Moon Mountain Pass, but in actual, like, Dragon Rock in Star Fox Adventures is where the Sharp Claw are doing, like, genetic experiments. And yeah. um, they're, they're kidnapping dinosaurs and experimenting on them. We don't get really much in the way of mutants, uh, except what the final boss of Dragon Rock is sort of retconned into in Star Fox Adventures. Um, but, yeah. 
<laughs> Steve, help me out here. I, I, okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm completely out of my element. Okay, so yeah, basically, this is an area that never ever appeared in uh, Star Fox Adventures in any capacity whatsoever. Um, if you actually go into uh, Willow Grove, it's this kind of pit area, right? It's kind of like an inverse spiral mountain where um, there's these kind of uh, tentacles reaching out of the ground. It's really kind of like it's a really cool aesthetic but there's supposed to be mutated dinosaurs around and we, we haven't found any of those yet we've actually talked about backporting some dinosaurs from later builds of the game like in in the kiosk demo to kind of, of put that in but the one thing that we do have is the uh leader the alchemist and i'm trying to remember um it's that armored dinosaur that has the uh club for a tail mm-hmm. um you know, do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes. I think it's called, yeah, Ankylosaurus. Um, it's one of those. And the cool thing about his character design is he's, um, because he's mutated, he's like a split personality. So he's kind of Klungo-esque looking. He's got one big eye on one side and one tiny eye on one other side. Oh, so just cool a, thing- a Steve Males design. Yeah, exactly. And the cool thing about him is as you're talking to him, he has dual voices. So, and... Uh, Basically, his model was so screwed up, but we have one of the programmers, and actually, I should pay tribute to the programmers. So we have a guy named Nugs, we have a guy named Musical Programmer, we have a guy named Jeebs, uh, and I'm sure there's many, many, many others that can help. Those are the three that come to mind right now, though. But uh, one of them ended up restoring that model, and uh, he basically refers to you as he turns his head. So if he's talking to you as one character, he turns his head one way, but then he turns his head the other way to address you as the other character. You know what I mean? So it's constantly head So So like Gollum, really, Gollum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, for instance, like, and, you know, it's classic rare voice, you know, the whole thing there. So if you're talking to him, uh, he'll be like, oh, I have been cursed. I am not a scary mutant. And then he'll turn his head and go, I know of your Krizoa and where it lies. You know, it has that whole, like, dual dynamic thing going on. So he tells you that, you know, you need to come back later um, to return to this area because otherwise if you go forward you'll be mutated just like the rest of the dinosaurs so it you know it keeps you away from the rest but you do find a um a krizoa shrine that takes you to the test of magic and that's just a really basic one like there's these orbs floating around the room and you have to use your sword's ability to throw projectiles to basically take them out you do that you get the stone it's a very short act but it's very very heavy on kind of lore where it's talking about the quan achalatu and all that kind of stuff so it's similar thing with crystal's act before i found like a lot of the quick acts have a lot of you know heavy cutscenes to them so they kind of balance it out with that Wow. Um, so, so the the Quan Atalachu clarify something mm. for me. Are they yeah. the in Star Fox Adventures? Are are they what became just the Krizoa spirits? I I believe that they were uh, referred to in Star Fox Adventures of the Quan Atalachu as well. So really? I think that's a direct. I think there's a direct parallel there too. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to check the uh, the Star Fox wiki here. Just give me a second. Quan Atalachu. Nikto. <laughs> See if I can bring some Evil Dead thing here. Yeah, Quanachalachu. I think I I believe they made an appearance in Star Fox Adventures, and I know everybody from the Discord right now is screaming, um, you know, at me right now because especially Yumi is probably just rolling her eyes because you know I should know this, but I don't. Um, I think it does make an appearance though, as the Quanachalachu, but it is the god of the Krizoa basically. Um, no, oh, there's a Reddit thread. There we go. There's a Reddit yeah, thread, but I yeah, <laughs> I, I I I think don't, it's in Star Fox Adventure. I I don't think it is. 
I'm I'm gonna fight you on this. Um, oh, okay. I I I think it was one of the things that was simplified for Star Fox Adventures. I do not recognize this terminology, oh, okay. and this is the I kind. Swear, this is I the kind I've of, heard the term. I well, you might have it. Might have like leaked Could out be. at some point from in the pre-release, and and has been out there in the ether. But this is the kind of yeah. pedantic <laughs> um, terminology that I would get very um, right. like hyper obsessive over and the fact that i just really learned about it right now uh, <laughs> or at least like learned about it in a way that i just because it, it, it never stuck with me because it was never firm canon yeah i i think in star fox adventures they just simplified it that this is these are just the krizoa spirits these are just krizoa right. spirits there's there's no other terminology for them and andros is posing as he, he says it almost dismissively like it's not even a serious thing. It is me, the mighty Krizoa god. You know, like uh, um but but Ooh, it's, maybe that was it then. Was he called maybe Quanachalatu in, in Dinosaur Play or Star Fox Adventures? If you swear it was used once, maybe. Okay, okay. Well, you know yeah. what? I don't know. <laughs> but <Okay. laughs> I think um I, I I don't think I don't think so. I I think it, it that was that was snipped out and I think there, there was no context provided for the Krizoa that appeared to you in Moon Mountain Pass, or just later to infer. A lot of Star Fox Adventures is inferring after the fact, where where you're like, oh, okay, so that was Andros, that was the reason that happened. But it, yeah. it you almost have to go back and play it again for everything to click. <laughs> um, yeah, true enough. Anyway, um... <laughs> This this, this this is weird. I'm starting I'm starting to get scared, Steve, because oh, okay. this right. is no longer like familiar territory for me. I feel like reality is shifting around me. I feel like Marty McFly, who like he 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 <laughs> he goes he goes to bed, he goes into his bed, but uh oh, he's that person now sleeping in somebody else's bed because 1985 is different. Biff Tannen is now the most powerful man in town and he's mm. married to his mom. And uh, that's why you need to stick to peeping through windows and not just jumping exactly. into bed. Because you never know when reality <laughs> changes around you. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, I would like to comfort you, Heil, and say, don't worry, it gets easier. It, it doesn't. The okay. next act will kill you. So go ahead. Well, good, because I think I've lived a long enough life. Crystal Act Here we go. Six. <laughs> Oh boy, with the Krizoa Palace entrance <laughs> now open, Crystal and Kite head back to Cape Claw and enter the mouth of the huge rock skull. Inside, they discover hidden caves containing a translator object. Slippy can make it for them. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> this allows them to read the ancient text that they will have seen throughout the landscape and helps them open the gates into the Krizoa Palace. So this is like... Being able to to read all the the owl uh, or the, not mm. the owl but the in in uh, Ocarina of Time of truth. yes yeah. yes yes yeah inside the palace they discover a Krizoa he explains that the rest of his race are in suspended animation the palace's emergency system woke him as the planet was in danger they were being attacked by a dragon from the Chimerian race their arch enemy this is who is controlling general scales the great war had been fought between the krizoa and the dragons the krizoa worshipped the kwan atalachu the creators of the universe 
However, the dragons deem that they to be more worthy than even the Quan Atalachu, and so a great war began. This war almost destroyed the whole of the universe and climaxed in a final battle above a newly born world, Dinosaur Planet. The dinosaur so-called god was actually the last great warrior dragon who was slain in the battle, his body falling onto the planet below. As time passed, a legend was born. The dinosaurs believed that their race had been created when the fallen dragon emerged from the flames. Now an ancestor of the dragon, known as Dracor, has returned for his revenge. By extracting all the magic energy from this world, he will finally destroy the Krizoa. A spellstone once resided in the Krizoa Palace, but it is has disappeared. Typo. It has disappeared. <laughs> Due to the huge quantity of magic energy being extracted, two tears in time and space have appeared <laughs> within the fortress. The Crusoe explains that Crystal and Kite will have to visit both the past, oh fuck me, and the future to get the spellstone before it actually disappeared from the present. So this is the time heist from Avengers. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Crystal first. Avatar. Cur- Avengers. It's stealing for, or they stole from it, you know. <laughs> All of pop culture from the last 20 years ripped off from this game. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal first journeys to the future, where she discovers the palace has been almost completely destroyed. The time terrors have ripped the palace apart, and it lies in some strange limbo, poised on the edge of a black hole. She finds the Krizoa from the present close to death. All the other Krizoa have been destroyed. The dragon has won. He had taken the spellstone from the past, which stopped the planet from being saved. Grizoa then tells of the last battle at Warlock Mountain where Saber was killed by the dragon. As he dies, Crystal asked, what has become of her? But he gasped his last breath before he could reply. Together with Kite, they head back to the past. Here, Crystal finds herself at the time just before the Great War had begun. The Grizoa of this period are very nasty, very nasty people. (laughs) <laughs> Crystal must not be detected and must steal the spellstone for herself before one of the dragon's spies does it. She also discovers that the story told to her by the Krizoa is not exactly true. It was the Krizoa that started the Great War, not the dragons. What? <laughs> the Krizoa wanted the dragons dead, so the Quan Atalachu would allow only them to rule the universe. On returning to the present, Crystal finds herself in a predicament. Now she knows the truth. Should she help the Krizoa? But if she does not, then Saber is going to die! Three exclamation marks. We are way (laughs) past double dash territory. The lone Krizoa admits they were wrong and insists that they have changed. (laughs) They have realized that all the majestic eight races need to live together. She believes him and quickly heads to the Desert Forest Point Temple. With her last spellstone, she can shut it down. Just as she places the spellstone inside the temple, General Scales appears in a blind rage. The temple begins to shut down, but he will not stop until Crystal is dead. 
Outside, the King Earthwalker and his soldiers are attempting to get into the temple to save Crystal, but they are too late. She must defeat him alone. After a long-fought battle, psh, what? Crystal finally destroys General Scale. He doesn't just, like, feel have the vapors and fall over on his fainting couch. <laughs> it's nonsense. That's not the General Scales I know. <laughs> Hashtag not my the General Scales. <laughs> the King Earthwalker eventually breaks through to help, but his timing isn't very good. He tells Crystal to remove Scale's belt. This is technology given to him by the dragon, but as she does, it changes to stone. He tells her to give it to Saber, who must take it to the mutant leader in Willow Grove. He is an alchemist and may be able to help. Jesus Christ. <laughs> mighty for- mighty Krizoa god. Uh, what, 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 what the hell, Steve? I mean, look, I knew... I, I did know some of this. I did know some of this uh, because oh, okay. the initial leak, I went to a mirror site. I went to Rare Thief mm. and uh, I, I boned up on the rough <laughs> outline of the plot, right. which a lot of this syncs up with. Right. Uh, but the, the time travel elements kind of kind of throw me for a uh, time a, heist. Yeah. Yeah. Time loop here. Yeah. Um, the description of like the the future, the future Krizoa Palace uh Crizo Palace, right? Yeah. Um yep. where it's like on teetering on a black hole and it's like a strange limbo. What that reminded me of, uh I don't know if you ever played the Ghostbusters video game from two thousand nine that, that was kind of I like I heard about it but never It was kind it was kind of like a canonical Ghostbusters three written by Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd. And uh part of the elements of that game is you actually cross over into the ghost dimension, which which is kind of like um, similar to our dimension, but but kind of skewed. You know how when you approach uh, areas in Banjo Kazooie or Ukulele in the hub, but but they're surround like they're they're at the entrances to the worlds, and those worlds are kind of starting to bleed through into the hub. That's kind of like what's in the this realm where, like, you're in the New York Public Library, but it's in the ghost dimension. So you're, like, it, it's, like, floating in limbo, and there's, like, black holes, and that that's what it reminds me of. But right. um, anyway, long story short, this is nuts. This, 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 <laughs> is, this is so convoluted at this point. And I'm sure part of the that notion is just reading it in a text document. Were I to mm. play it naturally and it be slowly, you know, out, uh, yeah. unraveled in front of me, maybe it would be more digestible. But a- as it stands, holy hell. And I knew the <laughs> twist about the Krizoa, like, being the instigators um, for, from from the document on Rare Thief, but just a lot to process. <laughs> Okay, so should I should I get into what we've found Please. in terms of this act? Okay, Please. cool. So, yeah, going back to Cape Claw, and that is one of the things I really love about Cape Claw. I like the idea of coming back to an area that you think you've cleared and discovering more about it and more unlocking and, and diving deeper. I really like that. It's called um, Stop Banjo- and Swap, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, Banjo-Tooie actually did that to an extent with some of the areas with backtracking, but not to the extent that this was. This was an entire area that, you know, slowly opened up to you over time. It became really, like, it's the, literally the first area that you explore 
on Crystal's side of things to rescue Kite, and you think you're finished with it, and it just more opens up and more and more and more, and it becomes this really pivotal location. So it's it's the familiar and unfamiliar at the same time. Um, so you go into the mouth of the Krizoa, which you do in Star Fox Adventures as well to get to Ocean Force Point, right? So. That kind of echoes into Star Fox Adventures, but here you're meant to meet with another dinosaur. We don't know what it's supposed to be, but he's supposed to basically give you um, the hint that you're supposed to travel around these caves. So you go through the caves, you find the translator object, and you unlock uh, in the bottom of the mouth, uh, there's another Krizoa um, shrine. And it's weird, too, because the the way that it looks like, you're supposed to be able to like drain Cape Claw or something like that, because there's a path under the water that looks like you're supposed to be able to travel on it. And the only way you could do that would be by draining the water. But anyway, uh, you take that, that Krizoa shrine um, into the, well, it's not a Krizoa shrine, sorry. It's a teleport to Krizoa Palace. And the problem with that, we, we have Krizoa Palace. It's there. We can fully explore what is Krizoa Palace. It's kind of weird. I'll, I'll explain it. So it's kind of like... Um, I don't even know where to begin. I just discovered <laughs> that it's so alien and abstract, it's hard to even describe. But there's basically this really, really, really futuristic, like, tunnels, kind of like a Ridley Scott thing going on, you know, with, like, Alien. Yeah. So it's got that thing going on, but, like, there's a lot of light shining through. So it's almost like a uh, bioluminescence kind of thing. Um so tangled metal, if you want to think about it that way, with like light pouring through. Um, but then you get to an elevator on the opposite side of the room, which takes you up to this big chamber. And it's like, um, oh. <laughs> there I am having issues again. It, you're basically in this big room, right? And it's blue flooring with giant windows on one side, pouring through with light, a giant ocean that just stretches as far as you can see. It's this really peaceful, serene kind of environment. And you're supposed to have your interaction there with like the Krizoa and everything like that. Um, they actually, the cool thing is they actually use that same uh, graphical trick they did with Banjo-Tooie's mirrors. You know, when you go to like Runny Industries, you can look in the mirror and the way they did that was basically by cloning the room over again. Uh-huh. So they did that, but they did it with the floor. So the floor looks really polished, you know, because you can see your own reflection in the stuff. So they did that there. The disappointing thing is that that is the only version of Krizoa Palace we have. We know that there's supposed to be a future and a past that you travel into. But as far as we know, there's only one Krizoa Palace. It's that one state. And that's it. So hmm. we're going to have to do a lot of work to try and get that working. But it is there. And it's a different Krizoa Palace than we're used to in Star Fox Adventures. Um, somebody actually commented on your Twitter post uh, advertising this podcast that, you know, uh, he's a Kaya Krizoa Palace, which is what your, um, you know, Cloud Runner tells you when, when you arrive there. And it is funny that they call that Krizoa Palace when in actuality that, that it would be Warlock Mountain in our version. So they're two different places that they went, you know what, let's scratch off Warlock Mountain as what Crystal's visiting and we'll call that Krizoa Palace, you know, so that was just one of the changes they made there. And it's funny because, you know, Krizoa Palace in Star Fox Adventures is such um, an iconic locale and it it feels weird and alien and (laughs) ancient and like unsettling. Um, So I can't even imagine what this even more alien and unsettling and upsetting (laughs) version of Krizoa Palace would actually be. It's like, how do you get more... Um, just skeevy than the, the Crusoe yeah. Palace we know. <laughs> oh, and and two, I should mention as well. Um, yes, you do get to have a fight with General Scales here, mm. but 
us trying to get that fight working is its own set of issues. We haven't quite gotten there yet, but what we have gotten is the cutscene afterwards. I think what ends up happening is Crystal goes for General Scales' belt in the midst of the battle, and that teleports them away. Because what happens next? We have a cutscene that opens with uh, General Scales and Crystal suspended in the air like 70 feet above Golden Plains. So immediately there's nothing, you know, underneath them. So they start screaming and falling. And as they fall toward the earth, there's a pond next to a rock. Crystal falls into the water completely unharmed. General Scales lands on his back on the rock and then slides off of it. So that's when you get to take the belt off him because he's on the ground writhing in pain. And Gratabug, instead of the Earthwalker King, because like I said before, they, they swap some of the characters sometimes, he tells you, oh, you take the belt and give it to Saber kind of thing. So that's where that whole narrative fits into it. Funny that there's this whole thing just about the belt that in Star Fox Adventures, yeah. he just has a belt that makes him teleport and that's it. <laughs> Yeah. There, there's nothing yeah. to it, and you're not supposed to think about it. Um, he just has a teleportation belt. Deal with it. This yeah. is this is uh, in the Lilat system. Eat me, you know, like <laughs> yeah. like like that's that's and it's just funny here. There's all this lore upon lore mm-hmm. upon lore, and everything has a purpose and explanation, and. Uh, it's wild. It's it's wild, yeah, and, man. And barring barring one or two events, most of this did appear in the game. So they definitely had that vision and and recreated it in the game, which is really good to see. You know, there there is a few parts where it's like you know they they didn't quite get there. Or they decided to change it, but for the most part, this all exists in the build. You know, like that's just crazy to consider. Yeah. All right. So we're 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 approaching the end game. <laughs> I guess I guess yeah. we already have reached the end game when they did a time heist, but. Well, there you go. Yeah. Avengers, totally. Saber Act 6. Saber takes the belt, and with the help of Mutant Leader, it is brought back to life. This allows Saber to safely enter Dragon Rock without mutating himself. Now that General Scales is dead, the Sharp Claws are completely disheartened. Aww. Dear Leader is dead. They stand idly by and let you enter Dragon Rock without any hassle. Dragon Rock is a huge empty plain. Standing in the center is a towering rock, underneath which is said to lie the body of the ancient dragon which which Dracor is attempting to revive. It seems that the ancient dragons had huge destructive powers that the current dragon's evolution has removed. By using the magic energy from the planet... Dracor attempts to revive the ancient dragon. With its powers, he will be able to destroy the Krizoa and finally take over the universe. To get inside the rock, Saber and Tricky must first get past Dracor's defenses. To do this, they must rescue an Earthwalker and ride on its back to smash down barricades. Ah, I recognize that. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say, there's a lot of echoes here that you're going to go, ah, finally, ground. <laughs> then by rescuing the Cloud Runner that helped Crystal to defeat the Galleon, she must take out the laser searchlights. Ah! <laughs> finally, they must rescue a high top and protect it as it carries giant rocks to at least open the entrance to the rock. Yeah, this is all very comforting. <laughs> Inside, Saber discovers that all that remains of this great Chimera dragon is its heart. 
The heart is connected up the huge tubes, like the internet, pumping it full <laughs> of pure magic energy. Within the heart lies the spellstone. Saber battles and defeats the heart and gains the spellstone. As he is about to leave with the stone, Dracor appears. Saber must quickly escape from within the rock before he's trapped there forever. Saber and Tricky return to the mutant who reveals himself to be a spellstone guardian. With the final spellstone activated, Saber returns to the volcano force point and places it within. The magic energy extraction has finally been stopped, and with the heart destroyed, Dracor's plan is defeated. However, he is still alive, and until all the spears are placed, the vision that Crystal saw in the palace may still come true. So th- this is more of a, you can easily see a one-to-one, um, yeah. like, what, what they did, how they implemented this in the Star Fox Adventures. A lot of this plays out the same. Yeah. And of course, so, it, it's worth pointing out that Dracor is in Star Fox Adventures, but he is just a genetic yeah. mutation creation created by the Sharp Claw. Yeah, and it's just an on-rail section that is, you know, leads to his demise there. Yeah. Dr- Dracor really um, gets shafted. We talk about General Scales, but General Scales still had a very prominent part of the lore of the story of Star Fox Adventures, Dracor was reduced to nothing. Like, like there, 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 there is no mythology behind the character as he appears in Star Fox Adventures. So do you remember when I said that Blackwater Canyon, it seemed like all the devs left that area to work on something else? Yeah. I think they were working on this because this is pretty much all in the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can, you can totally get through the entire underground passage you can do all the flying stuff there is you know obviously we have our our programmers and everybody really chipping in and really trying to make it work but for the most part they haven't had to do too much custom stuff in terms of restoring it most of the stuff is in the game already and they're just trying to make it functional again so this area is completely doable if you were to somehow sequence break and get up to this point so when you know the whole restoration community comes together and does this dragon rock they're gonna be like ah we only have to fix this and this and this, and then it's done, you know? So that that is at least, you know, kind of comforting. Um, the Chimeria Dragon Heart is really cool. Basically, it's this, uh, in the center of the room, there's this giant heart, obviously, but it's got like a dragon head sticking out the middle of it. And you have to, like, open the chambers of this kind of metal surrounding it to be able to fight the dragon by blasting it. And it's really cool because the same, I'm going to say the same animation that was used in Conker's Bad Fur Day on the mucus of, <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the area there where it kind of flows and it's like really, it has the same thing with that. And when you defeat the dragon and it dies, it like melts really kind of gory and like goopy looking and it uses almost that same animation technique the, the, and the, it like yeah the, the conquer goop it, it appears a couple yeah. times it's just even yeah. like i think the poo at Bring various poo, points yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it's cool because there's actually i think two models or at least they're they're um modifying the polygons on its face it really looks gory and melting like this would have got it a t rating for sure you know just uh, like looking at it in the game it's really cool looking but uh yeah so after you defeat it you have dracor appearing we actually have that cutscene still in the game of him kind of threatening saber and stuff um you know and he, he ends up escaping to that um and then we, we swap over to crystal again so yeah that whole thing is pretty well in the game the chimera hearts there 
the dragon rock sections there you know the confrontation with with um dracor is there it's all there wow well <laughs> crystal act seven you ready Yep. By placing the final spellstone, the Krizoa Shrine within Golden Plains rises out from the sand. Crystal and Kite quickly head back and collect their final spirit. As they return to Swapstone Circle, Kite bids her goodbye. She must return to Cloudrunner Fortress and assume her late mother's role as queen. During her adventure with Crystal, she has learned what it is to become a leader of her race. Crystal returns to Warlock Mountain. She discovers that Randorn is dying. Just die already. God, you've been <laughs> dying the entire game. <laughs> if they do not help him soon by planting moon seeds in special locations, sure, why not? He will not survive. <laughs> Crystal places the final spirit at the top of Warlock Mountain. This causes what she thought were the stone statues of the Krizoa to come to life. By placing a seventh spirit, the Kurzoa begin the alignment of the majestic eight planets. This will bring about an age of peace in the universe and allow the Kurzoa to finally emerge from their deep sleep. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. <laughs> age of Aquarius. Boom. That's a song for you boomers out there. Uh, but Saber must be quick. The eighth and final spirit must be brought to, back to Warlock Mountain within a set time limit. If it isn't, then the alignment will not be complete. The Krizoa will have to remain in their slumber, and the dragon will live to fight again. Oh my. So, you know, it, 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 it's funny, because I, I brought up the um, the fact that the weird chain of events that led to Dinosaur Planet becoming Star Fox Adventures and then Rare yeah. and Nintendo to kind of cease their partnership uh, ultimately led to Namco developing what what is essentially a soft sequel to some of the mythology laid down by Rare. And so this whole thing about Kite uh, having to assume her late mother's role. The Queen Cloudrunner does not die in, in Star Fox Adventures. And yeah. Kite arguably only appears at the beginning of the game in the cage. And, and it's, it's never established that she is the, the, <laughs> the princess of the Cloud Runners. It's just, yeah. just, 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 she's just there on a galleon. It's almost like a dev cameo of an earlier character of importance. But it's tricky who has this character arc in Star Fox Assault. Because when the Aperoids attack Saria, his parents die, and he has to assume the mantle of King of the Earthwalkers there. So it's just interesting. That wasn't even, like, done by Rare. That was Namco who took that mm -hmm. baton. And, but it, it syncs up very well with the original plans for Kite. Just find that yeah. interesting, Steve. I just find it interesting, that's all. I just wanted to say it. Well, 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 there's two things about that. I think whenever you have a story that involves royalty, especially a prince, if you're going to do sequels, they're going to raise through royalty. I think that's just a trope. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it's good that they did that. But I think that speaks less to like, oh, Namco's really sussing out rare and their plans. No, no, no. It's like, I, I, no, it's the natural conclusion. <laughs> well, that, but it's also just, um, I, I don't know. 
the universe finds a way. It's it's self healing yeah, sometimes, true. you know. You know, so you know, uh, if if this was the way things were supposed to play out, we we kind of got there the long way around. Um, but I also have to say, I'm surprised this is only our second Jurassic Park reference in a game all about dinosaurs. Like there should have been so many more made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and before we continue, too, I got to say, you insulted the boomers for not knowing Age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius came out in 1967. That is a boomer song. No, I was saying that's for you boomers out there. I I was saying I was alienating the people who actually (laughs) listened to the conversation. Ah. Yeah. We would never do that. (laughs) No, no. Usually it's Jeff who I, Mm. I, I, I lay thick with the boomer references because he and I both love that period of music even if we're we're tired of the people from that generation holding us back. Hi, Joe Manchin. But, <laughs> you know, uh, awesome, awesome music from the late yeah. 60s. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay, so with, with Golden Plains and stuff, that temple rising out of the sand, yeah. that is in the game. We know how to make that work. We know all the code and stuff. We just have to legitimately get there at that stage in the game for everything to work out. But that does take you to the next Krizoa Shrine, uh, which is the test of knowledge. And that's that's in Star Fox Adventures. Um, you know, it's this, the exact same test. It's where you have to take the objects and the associated locations and place them in front. Basically, it's like the furnace fun version, mm. right? Like, yeah. oh, you, this is familiar. Where does it go? You know, there's that whole thing. Um, but in Star Fox Adventures, and you might have seen my tweeting on it uh, about a year ago now, actually, geez, um, exploring that room where they have the almost dioramas, like the the picture frames. And it, it looks like it's a really deep canvas. I thought you were going to say diarrhea, but I was like, because we were <laughs> just talking about conquer and poop. So now no, that is true. That is true. on the brain. But do you, do you remember that post at all? No. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I within, missed it. Um, I missed it. Dinosaur Planet. With, yeah. With with this test, it's it's actually really cool because I think in in Star Fox Adventures they kind of have that liquefy effect they try and, and yeah. do, and you can see the the area through it. With Dinosaur Planet, it's pictures, so it's these canvases on the wall. So there's three canvases on each side, so six in total, and there's objects in the center of the room. So as you look at these. Um, trying to think of how like an analogy to use, but basically there's a a canvas on the wall and it shows a scene from the game, but it's all modeled in 3d. It's not a 2d image. It's 3d. And you can actually jump into the frame and kind of walk into it. And your character model actually shrinks as you do that. So it almost is this like, you know, really cool illusion of going deeper into the canvas, like kind of these interactive paintings. And I think you were supposed to do that. So basically you pick up the object, you walk over, you go into the painting and then you drop it down and then come back out again. And for the longest time, we're trying to make that work and it just kept crashing and even solving the challenge wouldn't work because it would teleport you somewhere else where it wasn't supposed to. We had, again, one of our really clever programmers look into that and he's like, ah, fixed it. You just change this value to this value. It'll boot you right back into where you're supposed to go. It's like, oh, okay. You know, it's all been solved. But like that, that was one of the rooms that gave us a bit of trouble at the start that we've completely solved now. Um, but yeah, that's the test of knowledge. It's appeared in Star Fox Adventures. It's cooler in this one, I got to say, because that like portrait thing. But same idea. It's like these are the objects that you're familiar with. Find an association, put them there. And that will yeah. you know, give you the whole test of knowledge thing. Um, so yeah, that, that solves Crystal's last challenge there. And then the rest is just Warlock Mountain stuff where it's like, you know, it almost feels like the tribals from Jet Force Gemini where they're kind of padding it out, you know, where it's like, yeah. okay, well, 
there's something, you know, and as you said, why won't you die for yeah. the, the Randorn there? But yeah, like basically there's, there's two, I think it alludes to it in here actually, where it talks about him dying and, and you know, it's okay. Where, they, they mentioned it after. Randorn reminds me of Aunt May from the Spider-Man comics where she's <laughs> always on death's door. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, and it's it's one of those, again, short acts that's very cutscene heavy, because after you're placing it at the end, you'd uh, get that. Ooh, and I should mention, too, basically the way that Krizoa, or not Krizoa Palace, basically the, well, the Star Fox Adventures version of Krizoa Palace being Warlock Mountain, the way that it works is as you complete uh, each spirit drop-off, it creates a pathway that leads up to the roof. And the reason that Randorn isn't able to communicate with uh, Saber is because they're both on opposite sides of the the room, right? So there's no way to connect those two areas together. So even though you're dropping off spirits in the same pit-like area, uh, Saber is stuck on the eastern side and Crystal is stuck on the western side. So Randorn is on the western side with Crystal and there's nothing there with Saber. So in order to reunite them, they have to complete that kind of stairway upward onto the roof. And that's oh, ultimately where you end up connecting. I, I thought they were going to have to tear down the wall and then um, David <laughs> Hasselhoff will climb on top and rock it out. I mean, that was the original plan. It is mentioned later in the text document. So, okay. so we will get there. So, <laughs> Yeah, Hasselhoff, of course, the first H capitalized, the second H capitalized. Yep. That's, that would help. Exactly. That would, yeah, that's how you present it in Dinosaur Planet. Okay, the so. Hoff-Hassel tribe. <laughs> Um, where are we at? Are we at a uh, saber act? Oh, we're at the end. The Seven. saber saber yep. act. Uh, this is the last. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Saber must find the last Krizoa shrine. The swap stone tells him to seek the guardian of the Snowhorn tribe back in Northern Waste, where his adventure began. What? He discovers the <laughs> shrine, but must complete the final challenge: the test of sacrifice. By doing this, Saber proves that he is willing to put his own life before that of a dinosaur and thus is worthy of the final spirit. I think they mean put a dinosaur before his own life. Cuz it cuz it makes it sound Yeah, I it makes us it makes it sound like he's going to kill a dinosaur to save himself. Um it, Okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, before, but <laughs> I know what it means. I know what it means. Before Saber returns to Warlock Mountain, Tricky leaves him to return to his family. This is something that Saber must do alone. If all goes well, Saber, Crystal, and Randorn will soon be heading back. So, will soon be heading straight back to their own planet. No detours here. He quickly makes his way <laughs> back to the top of Warlock Mountain and arrives just in time. If Saber and Crystal did not plant the moon seeds, moon seeds to save Randorn, then Randorn will die at this point. Bye, Randorn. But if they did, then he is brought back to health and has a special surprise for them. I hope it's ice cream. As <laughs> Saber is about to place the final spirit to complete the alignment, the dragon swoops down and grabs him. Dracor is furious and using his powers, pulls the spirit from Saber's body and into his own. The Krizoa attempt to intervene and begin firing at Dracor and Saber. Crystal shouts for them to stop, but it's too late. And they're both knocked down through Warlock Mountain and into the core of the planet. It was here where Crystal had seen the vision of Saber being killed. It is now up to Saber to defeat the dragon and save the planet. Will Saber do it? 
What happens if he fails? What happens if he succeeds? Will they find a communication chamber and return to their own world? Will the Krizoa really change for good? Or is this all part of their plan? Why were they so keen on killing Dracor when Saber was in the line of fire? And who is really telling the truth? You'll have to play the game to find out. Same bad time. Same bad <laughs> channel. Now, I, I added that part because that's what it sounded like. But that's they, they, they don't provide firm answers here. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 they throw it up into the air or into the core of the planet in this version of events. So, yeah. So let's get into the, the test of sacrifice and then we'll move on to Dracor. So, yeah. Funny enough, the test of sacrifice, I think, given the reaction of the channel, I think I was the first person to actually get this working. Because within um, the maps of the game, basically all the Krizoa tests are right next to each other. So if you levitate out of one, you can drop into another one. So it was either the day that they came out with levitation or at least maybe a week after or so. But I was kind of just cruising around the levels and everybody, when they tried to get into the test of sacrifice, the game would just crash. And finally, I managed to get it where I could land in it. And for one of the times that I tried it, the game did not crash, but I failed the challenge immediately because it went, oh, he didn't do what he's expected to do. We'll, we'll fail him for it. But after that happened, the game went, where, where is, where's Steve right now? Oh, he's in the test of sacrifice. What just happened to him? He died. Oh, well, restart him in the test of sacrifice. That's what we'll do. So all of a sudden I'm back at the start and it goes, go do the test of sacrifice. And I'm like, oh my God. So immediately I start recording my screen and just sharing it with discord. And they're going nuts because this is like an unseen test from, you know, dinosaur planet that was never yeah. made in Star Fox Adventures. So I'll take you through a walkthrough. You basically pop in and you hear Tricky whining from far ahead. You run into the room and you see there's uh, this like the the mirror. You know how like each Krizoa test in Star Fox Adventures has that like rippling mirror in the center? Sure. Like it's on the wall there. It's destroyed. And there's lava that's creeping out of it like on the floor going toward Tricky. And around it, there's a whole bunch of like half ruined pillars and what you have to do is you have to run up to a pillar and push it to try and get it in the way to block the lava flow and it will for a time but eventually the lava starts eating away at that rock pillar and it explodes so you have to do the next one and then the next one and when you arrive at the third um pillar you notice there's a little plinth for a sword kind of like the master sword like from ocarina of time at the top so when you push the final pillar into place and it, it gets destroyed by lava this plinth drops down and you take your sword and you push it inside and lightning shoots out this huge dramatic scene. And that's how you pass the challenge. Tricky then teleports away and you get the thing. And if you're not able to do that in time, Tricky winds, teleports away, you fail the challenge. So that's how the test of sacrifice is meant to work. You're meant to sacrifice yourself uh, to save Tricky. And by doing that, you prove to the Grizoa that you're, you know, you're worthy of their uh, spirit. And that's mm. how you get that. So that's where the whole test of sacrifice fits in as the final thing in the Northern Waste, which is interesting because you have to, you know, start your mission over. Basically, you started in the Northern Waste. Now you're ending in Northern Waste. Um, so you take that spirit back to Volcano Force Point Temple or no, sorry, Warlock Mountain, rather. And you provide it. Uh, to the Krizoa, and you think the game's going to end there at that point because you're like, oh, this is the final one, I can do it. The cutscene that we're supposed to enable, that we're trying to get working, is 
Dracor just bursting out of the ceiling right when Saber and, and Crystal are about to meet, you know, because they've now bridged that connection there. They've now made it, you know, like where they can explore each other's worlds. The, you know, Saber can now get to Randorn, you know, it's all cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and they actually make reference to that too, going, uh, if Saber and Crystal did not plant the moon seeds to save Randorn, then Randorn will die at this point. If they did, he is brought back to health and has a special surprise for them. So we don't know what the special surprise is exactly, but it shows that point of like, hey, if you're a completionist, you get to see the secret ending. But if not, you know, it's all for naught kind of thing. You got a bad ending and you'll have to try again or whatever. R- Randorn but, gives you the, the sandcastle codes for Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> Yeah, we'll definitely get into Stop and Swap for sure. Um, but yeah, so he bursts out and then you're immediately thrown into battle with him. And we have got that battle working. We just, we haven't found a way to like properly beat it and have it, you know, show us the end of the game as yeah. like a cutscene. So that's where we're stuck on that one specifically there. But we know that the final battle is programmed in the game. We know we can reach it at some point, but more investigation will be needed there. Wow. Well, I, I'm gobsmacked, Steve. Gobsmacked. <laughs> I don't... Yeah. This is a lot. This is a lot. And uh, <laughs> it's also interesting to me that the 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 end of the game, the final battle, inverse, instead of going up into the uh, atmosphere, into orbit. Ooh, actually, it takes place on an asteroid. You're oh. teleported away and you're on an asteroid firing at uh, Drake or as th- there's like swirling meteorites kind of around. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it does still have that spacey thing. Maybe that's what Miyamoto saw and he went, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you yeah, it would fit in this game. <laughs> yeah. Cause obviously, yeah, that, that final battle with Andros, which is kind of uh, a play on the final battle in Star Fox 64 and Star Fox for the Super Nintendo. But um, with with the back of Andros's head being the Krizoa mask, the Krizoa head, and then Falco shows up, and you know, but yeah, it's I don't know where 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 do you want to take this uh, as we start wrapping things up here, Steve? Um, let me just satisfy the stop and swap stuff first because it's going sure. to be a very quick point. We've looked through, we've combed through, we haven't yet found anything stop and swap related, which you'd think there would be because it's one of the kind of early era N64 games that might have it. And true to the fact, there might be an earlier dinosaur planet build than this that could have stop and swap stuff. Well, in that's, it, like that's what I was going to, I was going to speculate because if this was a build when they started to make the change over to Star right. Fox Adventures, at this point, stop and swap would have been dead. Like they, yeah. they would know like we're, we're not allowed to do it. Donkey Kong 64, as far as we're know, we were aware, is the last game that has vestiges of it in it. And it, it was scuttled, we know thanks to Paul Magachek, very, very um, late, relatively. Yeah. Um, so it would make sense that there would be no traces. That does not mean that Stop and Swap at one point wasn't intended to work with this game. But we just don't have enough info to go off of at this point. Exactly. And then that's, you know, we will, maybe Paul Makachek will listen to this one and go, well, <laughs> jump on it again. Two days have passed. <laughs> well, I, I think I think there's been some arguments about, like, the, the games that were actually intended to work with um, Stop and Swap because um, we I, th- I think Jet Force has been brought into the equation where you're like, well, that doesn't make sense because that predates Donkey Kong 64. That was released before Donkey Kong 64. If Donkey Kong 64 broke Stop and Swap's back, then where there should be traces of it in jet force it should actually yeah. work in some capacity so anyway 
Um, so yeah, that that's the the nail in the coffin there. The build that we currently have. No stop and swap so far. We might make another stunning discovery, but trust me, we've been looking for keys and eggs. There's nothing. <laughs> you know what? That would be apropos because then you could come back and we could tie every <laughs> episode you you've been the on this third season. stop and swap yeah. episode. <laughs> and, and the dinosaur planet follow up as well. Yeah. So, Steve, like, mm. we, we, we've been kind of dancing around this all yep. episode long. Um, we, we now know, we now have such a clear picture of what Dinosaur Planet could have been had things yeah. gone differently. So many factors would have gone, have to go differently, though, for us to get Dinosaur Planet as envisioned at, yeah. uh, discussed on this episode. A lot of it was, of course, um, the implementation of the Star Fox IP and having to make allowances for that and changing the lore. Obviously, Animus, Randorn, that doesn't work with Fox McCloud. You can't say Fox McCloud is now Randorn's son when it's established yep. James McCloud. That that would that would just be nonsense. So obviously, you know, a lot of this was already on its way out. But right. that being said, we might have gotten a more robust Star Fox Adventures colon dinosaur planet had it not been for the buyout put kind of putting that ticking clock on getting the game out and on right. the shelves before um, Rare went off into the sunset with Xbox. So are you satisfied with the compromise compromises made to get Star Fox Adventures into stores? So here's the thing. If you look at Star Fox Adventures as it stands right now, it's sort of a greatest hits of Dinosaur Planet. You know, yeah. they have, you know, Dragon Rock in there. They put that in there. They got Ice Mines. You know, there's 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 parts and portions that you're reading of the outline where you've gone, ah, that that strikes a memory. I remember this. I remember that. And it's really like, you know the memories that you have of the game being really, really strong. And then as soon as it veers off a little bit, you go, this is weird and unfamiliar. So it could have been the point where they said, you know what? This stuff doesn't really fit, doesn't really work. We'll scrap it. We'll we'll take the greatest hits of, you know, the stuff that really we feel real strongly about. And they could have put that in. Now, that being said, I still mourn for Cape Claw because there was so much potential there. I love the idea of returning to a familiar location, unlocking further areas of it. And I mean, it was a three-tiered system, you know, because you've got mm -hmm. the original part that you free kite in. You've got this whole unlockable village section, and then you've got these whole underwater cave section. Each has its own, you know mood and vibe that it brings to it that's unique to that location and it's a good way to gate progression and to feel that you're actually making progress you know you're going oh i just unlocked the village now i get to go here oh i just unlocked these caves you know like you can feel progression as you're going through it and the fact that they cut it off at the you know the the poison gas room is such a disservice you know it's like i understand they were they were really trying to get it out and you can't develop this game forever i understand but it's like oh seeing what could have been you know is just i mourn for it for sure yeah what, what are your thoughts you know i i am of two minds because i love star fox adventures star fox adventures is still my top 10 favorite games of all time and, and, you know, granted, I mean, I, I have a very insular view of games, being that most, well, all of them are DKU on my top 10 list. But yeah, I, 
I understand the lament that one would feel losing a lot of this stuff. There's a lot of great stuff in here. And I would have loved to see it. I, I love the character of Crystal here. I love the agency yeah. that she has. I love that she is one half of the protagonist rather than kind of this uh, facilitator to get the plot rolling. And it's a shame you had to lose her like almost completely in Star Fox Adventures. I I love the the weird mythology here. Like the the like origin story. What would be the origin story of the DKU, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh the cosmology behind it. It's it's the kind of stuff that is heady and trippy and I I I I dig quite a bit. Um so so that that is a shame, but you know, you said Star Fox Adventures is kind of a greatest hits of Dinosaur Planet. I agree, but I also think Star Fox Adventures is just a really good Star Fox game. Like, I a lot of this I I view and I'm like, that wouldn't work in a Star Fox game. That would yeah. kind of destroy Star Fox mythology and the lore. And I, I understand why they had to lose that. Now, the question is... Are we happy that the changeover happened at all? Because, you know, if if that doesn't happen, we could have maybe gotten a Dinosaur Planet sequel at some point from Rare yeah. um, on the Xbox, on, on a Xbox console. Um, yeah, without they could, the Nintendo. They could really embrace it as, as part of their heritage, like they do Banjo and Conquer and Viva Pinata and, and everything like that, you know, rather than it being in this weird kind of limbo state where Nintendo has the rights to it, but they don't really do anything with it because you just got to remake Star Fox 64 again and again. Yep. That being said, I really love <laughs> Star Fox Assault, and I think Star Fox Assault weirdly works in a lot of ways as a follow-up to Star Fox Adventures. Even though, even if it mostly focuses on Fox and Crystal, and only one little bit of the game, you know, brings back the elements from Soria, so it's complicated. I have a, I have a complicated series of emotions yeah. when it comes to all of this. I think ultimately, at the end of the day, I, I look at the history of rare projects that never made it to shelves. I look at your Donkey Kong Racing slash Saberman Stampedes, and and I think, you know, I would much rather have a game that is full of compromises versus a game that doesn't exist at all, and it's just a big what-if. Right. So, yeah. I, I, I find all of this interesting. I, I really do. And it, it does kind of whet my appetite for the dinosaur planet that could have been that never was but it's not going to diminish my enjoyment of Star Fox Adventures because I will always be appreciative that we got that at all yeah, it is that's very true. It, it is absolutely a fine game it is gorgeous it has one of my favorite David Wise soundtracks and it made me actually give a damn about the Star Fox characters which I think was one of Rare's final gifts to Nintendo was adding a lot of rich tapestry to Star Fox that wasn't quite there before. At least in my opinion. I know a lot yeah. of Star Fox fans would disagree, but I don't, I don't give a damn. Um, so, 
<laughs> you know, it, it, it's funny because Rare, uh, when the partnership with Nintendo began, they reinvented Donkey Kong to the point where, you know, Nintendo was still um, reaping the fruits of those moon seeds uh, <laughs> a, a good 28 years later. Uh, we're, we're on the verge of what I call the decade of Donkey Kong game, theme park, movie. You know, it, 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 and that's, that's all based on what Rare got started with Donkey Kong Country. And they didn't have that level of success with Star Fox on their way out from Nintendo, but I love it. Um, I, I love what, what it did. And it, it weirdly, like the, the melding of the two properties, Dinosaur Planet into Star Fox Adventure, it worked for what it was. Yeah. Um, you know, losing the time travel, losing Randoran, losing the duplicitous nature of the Krizoa and just subscribing all of that to Andros. That that works great. Um, it, it's funny, though, to then like look at those bits in Star Fox Adventures and say that never felt quite right. Oh, that's yeah. why. That's why. Yeah. Because in originally like the, 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 the whole like creepy vibe to the Krizoa. And and you weren't really sure if you could trust them or not. That really clears things up. That yeah, they were kind of uh, duplicitous. There was a twist. Um, you really didn't know if it was the Krizoa or the dragons that were the um, the true enemy. So and yeah. even with like the life of village aspect too, like having kite contextually in there makes more sense than just a random ass you know uh, cloud runner who yeah. wouldn't even know who Fox was at that point because he was with Crystal before that and just being like, hey, here I am, I'll protect you now. It's like the fuck did you come from? You know, yeah, it, like there's no, you know, they 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 did like really play up the. Um sort of hostility between the races in Star Fox Adventures, which I'm not sure if that was present in in this build, in, in this version of Dinosaur Planet. But um I, I think a lot of it was just like, oh Cloud Runners don't like Lightfoot, Earthwalkers don't like Cloud Runners, everybody hates the Sharp Claw. It's <laughs> just <laughs> um but yeah, I mean we could be here all night, Steve, and we we, we could pick <laughs> apart, well I like this bit. I didn't like that yeah. bit. That bit was better. That bit was better. Point for Dinosaur Planet. Point for Star Fox Adventures. I mean, <laughs> it, it yeah, ultimately duking him out. Ultimately, I I think it is a sunk cost fallacy to keep doing that because you know it, this would be a seven hour, eight hour podcast. Yeah. Um. But that said, though, is there any points where you were reading this where you're like, oh, I would have loved to play that in Star Fox Adventures. Yeah, yeah, I I think the whole area uh with what was it Blackwater Canyon? Mhm. Blackwater Canyon sounded really cool to me. And though like the spirit tree and kind of um further elaborating on the magical energies of Dinosaur yeah. Planet which Star Fox Adventures never really did. It's just flowing with magical energy. You you could make some sort of uh, connect the dots of your own with the DKU and the Kremlin source power, you know, flowing in the Crocodile Core of Donkey Kong Country 2, very similar to the Force Point Temples and the magical energies. But, I mean, that's, that's all, like, next level fan-wankery, nerdy bullshit, whereas this just comes <laughs> right in and say, this is what this is. 
at, at, in the the Shadow Hunter tribe, I, I like the glimpses that there were more dinosaur tribes than we got right. in Star Fox Adventures. What the hell's a point back? <laughs> I'm never going to turn up my nose to more characters. Yeah, I mean, for yeah. sure. I'm I'm all about characters first and foremost. DK Vine's all about it. So I I do regret that maybe that area didn't get in. Uh, I know Cape Claw for you is is the big loss. Oh yeah. The, the, like Cape Claw as it could have been rather than what we got. Yeah, for sure. That that is the one location above anything else that I'm like. I wish one programmer and one artist had stayed overnight, even if it couldn't be fully implemented in the game, because they had a three act structure for Cape Claw. Even if you could just have one, you know, like extended throughout, that would be brilliant. But unfortunately, I understand the limitations of the time. You know, it's like they they were probably just completely under the clock and doing crunch. And I, I totally get that. But Cape Claw is one of those ones I just look at. And I'm like, oh, what, what could have been? This is just beautiful is there anything though that you're looking at and you're like i'm glad that that didn't get in to star fox adventures oh wow um i'm gonna say like i i I don't need there to be another krizoa palace i i like warlock mountain krizoa palace i like that it was just krizoa palace right i like i the, the whole like we got to go into the past at time like, heist. <laughs> the, the dawn of time. And then we've got to go into this apocalyptic future. That that's right. a bit much. And I, I, I like, I, I think I would like it in the context of dinosaur planet, but I'm definitely not mourning it. I think the simplified story of star Fox adventures, um, I, you know, it, it, it's funny, Steve reading over this. I I'm kind of in awe of, the labyrinth of a plot, the just yeah. the the enormity of Dinosaur Planet. But what what really blows me away is how they were able to condense and simplify it and make it work with a completely separate franchise with Star Fox That's Adventures. Very true, yeah. And I mean, I think in a weird way, this makes me appreciate Star Fox Adventures all the more because I see what they were able to salvage from this what they were yeah. able to implement into Star Fox and make it all work and make it as cohesive as it was and, and make it so you don't even really notice most of it in Star Fox Adventures that it was from this completely different alien property. So, right. I mean, yeah, in a weird way, like, I don't miss a lot of this, but it just makes me love Star Fox Adventures all the more. Oh, well, that's good. But I well, am. I mean, tr- if you're going to take away, you know, it, it is good to have that that point of view because at the end of the day, like we we both equally like you know our involvement in the Sea of Thieves stuff too. We we love video games and we love seeing them being made and we love the little touches and stuff like that. So if at the end of this you can go, you know, uh, I mourn for certain aspects, but it does. And it for me as well, it does give me a whole new appreciation for what we got versus what was planned. You know, and you do. Just like stop and swap with Paul Makachek, you go, oh, I'm more in the potential of that, but I completely understand like the innovation and the genius and all the hard work that you guys were all pitching toward to make this happen. Exactly. You know? and, and like you said, too, you know, it, it is good that we still got a dinosaur planet in some form, but it still is very cool to go back and, you know, play this through. Yeah, I I think that's you, you just hit upon it so perfectly there and maybe I shouldn't keep talking because I won't be as eloquent <laughs> as that because we 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 have blown past the 3 hour mark. But no, oh, juice. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think it makes me all the more appreciative of the Star Fox Adventures team. All the labors and toiling they did over the the last bit of the 1990s into the 2000s. Yeah. And then, like, facing down that deadline of, hey, we're leaving Nintendo. Hey, we got to get this yeah. out in the GameCube or else it's game over. Um, they did it. They did it so successfully that it is one of my top 10 favorite games of all time. It's a game I will always speak highly of. I will always argue people who give it shit. Uh, that, <laughs> that GameStop employee who tried to talk me out of reserving it. I hope, <laughs> I hope they're spending this holiday season in a gutter somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this, this team, I, I, like seeing what they went through, seeing their original ideas and seeing how it all kind of, no pun intended, crystallized in Star Fox Adventures. Uh, I, I think it's such deft maneuvering that it, only raises my estimation of them and which was already pretty high to begin with and yeah i i don't mourn for it really much of the stuff that we lost i just make makes me love the team even more so right uh, at the end of the day that i mean i think that's all you can hope for and you know i am though really intrigued steve by all of this stuff and i would love to discuss it with you some more and I have a radical proposition. Sure. All right. I'm willing to hear this. <laughs> you know, Jeff, in addition to being a DK Vine staffer, he runs a Sea of Thieves blog with our friend Dre. And I don't see any reason why we can't branch out together in our own enterprise. What if we start our own blog about Dinosaur <laughs> Planet? We could call it, I don't know. Golden Plains blog post? Oh, there we go. That'll work. <laughs> well, I would say for anybody that wishes to go further into it, to definitely check out dinosaurpla.net because they are leagues ahead of anything you or I could ever hope of doing together. You've shattered my self-esteem now, Steve. I was really excited about this idea. <laughs> Do we have any phone calls? Did anybody call in? No. No, nobody. Oh, that's a shame. Happy holidays. This has been a File 2 production. Terrico.